Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's up, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers postgame show. If we could get some thumbs up that we can hear all the audios, fellas, um, Panthers fall 29 to 21 against the really intimidating Redskins, a team that, (laughs) you know, has rushed the ball all season on opponents at will, has won close games whenever they could, and, uh, Rally behind a rookie quarterback today. Damn it, no. The Redskins suck, and we lost to them, and we looked worse. Um, Who's here today? Cody, what's up, man? How you doing over there? I heard Chef Jeff in the background. No, you didn't hear Chef Jeff. No? You just heard me, man. No, man, listen, uh, we're just coming off of Thanksgiving, and I have made a note that I am not going to be all upset and depressed and bent out of shape today. I'm going to try and be the – the level head that keeps everybody cool, but I understand it's, it's tough times, man. The Panthers just play down to their competition every single time. The players are playing bad. The coaches are coaching bad. There's no energy on the sidelines. There's a ton to talk about, but we have the most dedicated Panther podcast fan base that there is, and they're in the chat room. Trill One, Underground West, Rio Dub, Corin Merritt, James Funk, Sarah Taylor, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, my brother. Let's roll. Oh, guys, uh, CK is around here. We uh, we were unable to – we were supposed to be at this game, CK. Yeah, we were. I'm so glad that we decided to uh, allow some fans to go on our stead, man. Uh, it was uh, it, It's one where you expect to win, but for no reason, right? At the end of the day, if we won, it would have been great for a moral victory, but – you know, in terms of what it does for the team, it's very likely it would have done nothing. So, honestly, probably better outcome than what it should have been had we won. 
the bat daddy in the house as well uh move in the new house the bat daddy in the new house here uh boy you at the end of that game were uh were pretty on fire in our twitter in our conversation yeah a lot to say man a lot a lot i'm gonna unfold in this uh episode here but i'll tell you what i'm glad that i had a fridge to pick up today or had delivered today instead of going to the game because i would have been driving home very disappointed right now otherwise so all right, you can be a part of the C3 Panthers post-game show by calling in at 252-228-5098. We go ahead and encourage you to subscribe and to leave a review. I saw a great review, actually. I saw somebody give us a 4 out of 5, and I thought it was the fairest review ever. They said, hey, I would have given these guys a 5 if the language wasn't a little abrasive at times where, I, where I'm riding in the car with my daughter. And I thought, hey... You know what I'm saying? Like, is that, there you go. Someone who is trying to give an honest, fair review of a podcast. And we appreciate that. And we encourage you to subscribe uh, and share the show with one person. Now, it's, it's kind of hard to keep the language clean when the Panthers fall to the damn Redskins. That is yeah. the truth, is that we'll, we'll be talking about that. We'll be, I guess we'll have to talk about the future of this team. We'll probably have to talk about Cam Newton and somewhere in there. Um, and uh, we'll get to your calls shortly. Guys, let's go ahead. Cody, I'm going to open it up to you. Uh, after this game, the Panthers started off with uh, all near perfect, actually. Kyle Allen, 8 for 8, marches down the field twice, two touchdowns. But it turns out that the, that the offense started to stall a little bit and the defense is a wreck. The defense is bad, dude. It's so – it's atrocious. It's really bad. And, you know, honestly, after that first quarter, I was prepared to come on here and start heaping praises on North Turner. I saw some good things. I saw some good plays, some things that I liked. Uh, but then, dude, the momentum when the momentum on the Carolina Panthers football team dips, it just seems like it's impossible to recover. I mean, after that first quarter, they the, the coaches on Washington sideline, they became aware of what Carolina Panthers offense was and what we wanted to do. And then they made the adjustments, man. And that defense came alive. Uh, they beat our offense's ass. And yet again, we're seeing an example. It doesn't matter what kind of football team we're playing. If it's the New Orleans Saints, it doesn't matter if it's uh, the Falcons or the Redskins. The Carolina Panthers' defense is easy to figure out. It's easy to run the football on. It's easy to throw the football on. It's just an easy defense. And it's to the point now where I don't know uh, there isn't any team on the rest of our season that we're going to play that I don't trust their offense to put up 30 points. And that's just honest. It's unacceptable. And, um, you know, for David Tepper brand being a brand new owner, um, I wonder what it would take for Ron Rivera to actually be fired in the middle of the season. I mean, I don't really care at this point just as long as it happens. But, man, if you're David Tepper, you thought you bought a Super Bowl contending football team, and now you are about to be in for the rebuild of a lifetime. Yeah. Is anybody ready to join me and say that something's wrong with Luke Keekley? Something's I, wrong with everyone. But I've like, brought that up for the last few weeks, and people have called me crazy. He... I, I, he was on the butt end of a couple of plays today that just looked like he didn't know where he was supposed to be at. 
And I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I like to chalk it up to everybody that they know that they're supposed to be where they're supposed to be, and I'm just not seeing something. But I saw him choose a gap on that uh, Adrian Peterson touchdown where he ran up the middle or whatever, I think, or one of the long runs by AP. And he just guessed right left, and the dude went the other way, and there's two gaps, and it looked like he was in the wrong one. Luke, something's wrong, man, and I and I'm concerned. How that, that that tells you the state of the team when Luke when something's wrong with Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, they ran. They almost had 200 yard rushers on us today. Adrian Peterson had 99. Darius Geis had 126. Why can we they not ba- stop? Basically, did yeah, yeah, yeah. 200. Yeah, they basically did. So. Week after week after week, we have been unable to stop the run, and I feel like it's two years now. Now, we did suffer some injuries today. Um, who was hurt? Who was playing? Uh, Gerald McCoy was playing banged up, correct? Gerald McCoy was banged up. Brian Burns got banged up a little bit. Um, yeah, our, our defense, uh, before the start of the season, we thought our interior push was going to be good, that we were going to have good defensive tackles, with Poe, KK, and, and Gerald McCoy, and um, it's the exact opposite. Our, our defensive line in the interior is by far the weakest part of our football team right now. It makes our linebackers play slower. It gives quarterbacks a pocket to be able to step up into and make throws, which is the exact opposite of what our football team is doing right now. Um, our trenches are soft, man. Our offensive line is soft. Our defensive line is soft. I mean, they're, they're pussies out there, man. It doesn't take anything for another team to roll into our own stadium and beat the shit out of us at the line of scrimmage. Pardon my life. A, a, a two and nine team to roll into. Our, yeah, uh, know, two, uh, two uh, and seven teams. Two and seven yeah. teams. We've been beat. Hard. We've been beat by two, two and seven teams. Just to let you know. Yeah. It's in the last insane. couple of weeks, right? I mean, the Atlanta yeah. Falcons were two and seven when they beat us, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so this is a mess. All right. Why is it such a mess, CK? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, wash and wash, rinse and repeat, as they say. You know, it's 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 coaching. I mean, obviously, the players didn't show up today in a in a manner that uh, you know I'm sure the coaches were looking looking for them to show up, especially against a team that was a uh, uh, two and uh, two and nine at the time. Uh, but you know, the part of it is you, you now you kind of throw in this question of. Oh, we did too good for those first two series. Now we need to dial it back if we want to have any chance at a lower draft pick, you know, or a higher draft pick. But you know, I want to I want to lay some uh, maybe optimism about the draft order. Right now, there is a distinct possibility the Panthers lose the remainder of their games. Let's be honest about some things. Very yes. Um, our next team, our next play uh, is against Atlanta. Uh, who, yeah, sure they're Atlanta, but they did destroy us last game. Um, and then we have the Seahawks, then we have the Colts, and then we have New Orleans. So, I mean, there is a very clear and, and possible scenario where we lose the remainder of our games when we go 5-11. and 11. Now, why I bring that up is Washington has won two in a row. They're 3-9. and nine. There's a possibility they go a higher than five. They could win three of their last four or even two, and they still have a better uh, you know, uh, chance at getting a, a lower draft pick than we would. Miami's at three at nine. Atlanta, their final four games, uh, one is against us, another one against 49ers. Let's say they lose that one. And then they have Tampa Bay and Cincinnati or something. 
uh, crazy. It's somebody very they can win their last four. So there is a chance when I'm looking at these standings and these uh, things that we get a top ten pick. I hate to play it that way, but right now the only reason why we want to win is just for pride, and pride does nothing for uh, the future of our franchise, and that's what we need to be focused on right now. Yeah, and if you're cheering for draft position, you need to be rooting for the Cardinals and the Broncos right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's already the point that we're that we're at, fellas. We're talking about the draft. That's a uh, that's my specialty. I didn't I didn't expect to have to be talking about this at this point in our season, but um, it is what it is, man. And I tweeted this out, and this is kind of the basis for my position on today's show, and and it's kind of what I just alluded to. The silver lining in all of this is we're going to find out very quickly who David Tepper is as an owner because he thought he was buying a two-point-something billion-dollar Super Bowl-contending football team. Instead of that, now we have an owner that has to revamp our coaching staff, uh, that has to revamp the players that we have on the roster, uh, the front office, everything from the general manager. I'm telling you, there is no scenario that we fire – Ron Rivera and and let a bunch of other people stay like Marty Herney. I just maybe it does happen, but I don't I don't see that happening. It, it, you know we're gonna bring in a whole new regime for the Carolina Panthers and it's needed, but it is certainly not what um, David Tepper expected to be doing at this time this year. Oh, yeah. well, Mix well, reviews on Kyle Allen today for me is that a, again uh, he. I think is better than a lot of people. <laughs> He's actually Ooh, play. He plays. Yeah, I, I pretty good. Well, better. I mean, I didn't say it's, uh, like all right. Yeah. Better than this. Uh, the the college quarterback for Virginia Tech. Uh, well, okay. You said <laughs> okay. I said a lot of I people. You. I didn't say I starters. You. I heard. I didn't, say, <laughs> okay. I didn't say starters. So you, mean, but, you meant to say he's better than like people who don't play football. Yeah, yeah. and he's, people he's, who don't start but are on, in the NFL. He's better than other ah. quarterbacks that don't play the position well. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I well, mean, look, is that here? Is are that. you trying to tell me today that the 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 central problem of today's loss was Kyle Allen? And I don't believe uh, that's the case. Now that? I know he did throw the pick six. All right, yes, the pick six hurts. But there's some like weird plays too that come in. <laughs> he almost threw another pick six at the other end of the end zone at the right. end, but thank God it bounced off the ground. But really, what do you expect with Kyle Allen? Agreed. I mean, yeah. That's yeah, I, I mean, guess my point is that look, I mean, he's out there delivering balls. I mean, I would say a lot of people let him down today too. Number one, I the agree. offensive line let him down. A lot of receivers let him down. Um, McCaffrey with a couple of catches. Yeah, I mean, and so if we're going to be – I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just sitting here and saying I don't think we should let Kyle Allen pull our attention away. Yeah, and pull our attention away from where the real problems are. Because what I'm saying is that if we go and start the season next year with Kyle Allen, the real problem is still not Kyle Allen. It's whoever decided to start the season with Kyle Allen. So here's my question then. Like when you look at this from the outside looking in, you obviously look at that, um, them coming up the line, and they still run up the middle and they see that there's no, they're, they're outmatched in the box. Like that means that they play, call to play, 
Kyle Allen came up, they haven't given him the reins to change that play, and then Christian McCaffrey's running into defenders. I mean, that's the problem that I'm having. Do we blame coaches or we do blame Kyle Allen because they're not giving him those those reins? And are they not giving him those reins because they don't trust him to make those calls? I mean, I just want to highlight. Uh, it's kind of funny that it popped up as you were saying that there are two comments in the chat that I think hit the nail on the head. Sarah Taylor says, don't put all the issues on Allen. And then Jeremy Clancy follows up with the defense getting run over uh, like a truck stop lounge lizard. I didn't, read the last, <laughs> I didn't read the last part of that before I read it. But anyway, it's still true. And it doesn't change the fact that really you can't blame any one position group or any one person for today's loss because we know who Kyle Allen is. He's still showing the same problems that we know that he has. He does not read the field, the field well after his first and second read. He doesn't navigate the pocket well, but to his credit, there isn't a pocket for him to even work from. Exactly. And, that, and that's something Fair that point. I wanted to bring up. When we talk about our coaches, supposedly John Matsko, our offensive line coach. I know. I'm so of his, tired of it. Yeah, I'm so like tired of, of this. Like, in the NFL. And I just don't buy it anymore. When man. have we I, ever I, had the best damn there, line? There, There is Never. no Never. gangster mentality. There is zero gangster mentality amongst this offensive line. And I'm a believer that your offensive line has to be some bullies, man. And they're not. They're wimps. Everyone just punks them all the time. Paradise, Trey Turner, Daryl Williams, even at the guard position, which is supposedly the better position that he plays. I mean, right now our offensive line is absolutely embarrassing. They're, they're punks. Yeah. All right, guys, real quick, I'm going to pose the question because we talked about it a moment ago with the draft situation. And I'm going to put it out there. I can't see the chat. I have it on my TV, so I can't respond, but I can see it. Let's just say Carolina loses all the last a few of their games, mm-hmm. and we end up with like the fifth, sixth, seventh pick somewhere in there, and Tua Tungavailoa is still available. Do you take him? He might be available in the second round now. He might be, but... I don't think so. Uh, there's going to be too many chances that are willing to, to, or too many teams that are willing to take a chance on Tua being the kind of player that that he is. Their teams are so are, are going to yeah. pass on. So that's what uh, I'm asking you. Do, if you guys are GM, and we're in the situation we're in right now, do you take Tua? Because because our big deal with Cam Newton right now that everybody from I've been hearing at least online and everybody's reports is it would be dumb for Carolina to, to get rid of Cam because of what he's done and the money he's going to cost next year. That if we have a Top five quarterback pick for the next five years, we don't have to pay him nothing. So, so that throws the money out right. the window. So, right. what do you do if Tua Tungavailoa is available and we're at the sixth pick and he's right there? So, I'll just give a real short answer, real quick, because mine's very short and simple. Um, there's no, I'm a Clemson fan. There's no guarantee that we're going to be bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence the year after. I think if Tua Tungavailoa is there and if Cam Newton and David Tepper have mutually agreed to move on. Because maybe Cam does want to play somewhere else. Obviously, I want him to be a Panther. And if I have my choice, I'm picking Cam Newton all day, every day. All day long. However, sure. if both of them are looking to move on, I pull the trigger on Tua Tagovailoa in a heartbeat, dude. Okay. Absolutely. Behind this offensive line? Well, I mean, so this is the deal. The offensive line is a problem. But if we're not able to build it back up in one offseason and we get a better head coach – for Tua, you can build a playbook around an offense that doesn't pass protect 
for very long. And it helps when you have a Christian McCaffrey as a check down option. Absolutely. Yeah. Tua opens up so many more opportunities from a passing standpoint that Kyle Allen and, and frankly, Will Greer just, just don't, that they will not do for you. So yeah, I would, I would say so under those scenarios. Okay. Okay. What you got? I, I'd say no. I mean, and I say this because I'm confident Cam will be back. You know, and that's a big if. That's the big part of this whole conversation. If it's the difference between we have that pick and we can choose to either keep Cam and then build the wall in a more efficient way, get rid of, you know, maybe shore up the right side, maybe worry about the, the, the guard positions, things like that, or even focus on the defensive line. Uh, then I say we go that route if we decide to keep Cam. That way we're putting ourselves in a – we're building a team around him again. Now, if Cam has made the decision he doesn't want to be here, which I don't think is going to be the case, I think wholeheartedly that uh, we we keep we, – we go ahead and take to it. I mean, because what's, what's the bad – the other piece is if we don't have Cam, are, do we really think that – we're going to have success with a rookie quarterback behind that offensive line, regardless of what type of an offensive coordinator does. If a rookie quarterback comes into the NFL against some of these defenses that we have to face every year, they're going to have a hard time regardless of what the game plan is. So I personally say, if we're not going to have Cam, I say, and it pains me to say this, I say we stick it out with Kyle Allen, and I don't think we're going to have, I don't think we're going to have nearly the success that we had this year. And I think we might have a similar situation where we're drafting high again next year. So um, I still I say build the wall and focus on that. Cam Newton is the unknown, right? Is whether or not he will be with us in the final year. As as I continue to believe that he will play out his final season, I've heard you know people uh, like Jonathan Jones who works in this industry. I mean, he's he works in the industry. He's been close to the team in a lot of cases. He doesn't believe that Cam Newton would play that final year in his in in the contract. He believes there's going to be a trade. Now, the if if there's a trade with Cam Newton, then all of a sudden that complicates things. But I'm worried about this is I'm a little with I, I lean a little with CK on this is that there are a lot of holes on this team where we could really use like two years of multiple first round draft picks to get the team back to a place in four or five years, it's going to be great. And I think like, I mean, I almost wonder, do you think consider trading back if you are in that spot and you have two of there and you just pick two damn an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman in the first round and, and hopefully try to be what San Francisco is in a couple of years. But right now, uh, there's a lot of concerns. But if if Tua is Tua magical, man, he's pretty good. He, so he's, this he's is pretty good. Is he gonna is, be? This is, is he playing? This is the deal. All right, go this ahead. Is the, yeah, this is the deal with Tua Tagovailoa. I've watched him for a little over two seasons now, and yes, the number one thing that everyone in the chat room is saying, and that everyone knows, yeah, he has some very real injury concerns. I mean, it, it, he's been hurt. Uh, he was hurt at the Heisman, before the Heisman ceremony. Last year, uh, now he broke his hip bone, but apparently he's set to make a full recovery. Um, but with that said, okay, so we have to factor that in. As a pure passer of the football, Tua Tagovailoa is incredible. The way he's able to read the field, the ball jumps out of his hand. He knows how to take care of the football. He throws just a beautiful deep pass. 
Um, and it's, um, you know, he's the type of player that he never gives up. His teammates love to play for him. So uh, at, from a pure quarterback standpoint, he's never going to offer the, the mobility that, say, uh, you know, uh, Cam Newton, obviously, or even a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields next year. But I, I kind of compare him to a slightly taller Drew Brees. I mean, he's that kind of player from the pocket. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're gonna. Well, let's move on to the cat calls, and and but before we do, don't forget if you want to check out a sporting event, maybe that will be fun. You could maybe the Hurricanes are going to be home on Thursday night. They're going to be hosting the Sharks, and you could attend that game uh, by going to vividseats.com or downloading the Vivid Seats app, and you can get a ticket you like for a price you like. Go to vividseats.com. They have a, a rewards loyalty program. There's a 100% buyer guarantee for every purchase from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats rewards loyalty program today. That's right. Use the promo code OVERTIME when you download the app and you can get up to a $100 discount on your first promo code uh your first purchase if you use the promo code overtime all right guys let's move on to the calls after the post game there is nothing there's no intro to it let's just see what you got i think a couple are going to be from before the game not before the game from early from earlier today and then i mixed them up and i started going back and down so we don't have all early calls Tony, Yo. before before we start, can I just say one thing before we get into the calls? Yeah. Uh, and because I, I don't want this to be something that gets lost or something one of the callers bring up, I want to address it first, dude. I think we saw the final play of Greg Olson's NFL career today, and in oh. the most and and in the most heartbreaking way possible, seeing that helmet to helmet, and then watching Greg Olson's arms just go limp. I mean, it, did you see I, his lips blow bubbles afterwards, dude? Dude, he has a concussion. There's no doubt. Oh about yeah, it. there's no doubt about it, and it's so depressing, man. Julius Peppers, Thomas Davis, Ryan Khalil. I mean, there are so many players that that came back and and tried to make a run uh, with this team because they love this football team. They love the locker room. They love their teammates. Um, and Greg Olson, I, I feel is going to be another one that, that just um, – he'll be another great that, that will never have gotten his chance to uh, to win that Super Bowl. Um, and it's it's uh, it's depressing. And as Ruben Terry says, Olsen is yeah. an announcer now. Monday I was going to read that football, comment. Yeah, Monday Night Football. Uh, is in matter. dire need of him. In dire need of him. Yeah, and on top of that, he can open it up by, by talking about how CTE and concussions are a real thing in the NFL because he, dude, you saw his lips flutter, bro, after like at, at like a full 30 seconds after he had already been out. It was crazy. He got knocked. And they said, and man, Trent, who was it, Trent Green? Trent Green said he was out cold before he even hit the ground. So well, that yeah, was. He had the ball in his hands. And then as soon as he was hit, he just dropped the ball. His God. arms went limp. I, I, I've watched too many mixed martial arts fights to know when a guy is, is, is unconscious. And Greg yeah. was Greg was in another dimension. And so, yeah, man, for, for him, for his family, for his health, hang it up, join the broadcast booth, and 
I didn't think know. about that would be his last snap of the season. You know, because if you're not going to play anymore, man, God bless. Uh, Greg yeah. Olson, sorry that this was, he came back, he battled back. A lot of these guys wanted to be here this year. And at least that's what Gerald McCoy has told us over and over. And you know that uh, Gerald McCoy, think about this. Gerald McCoy had the option of being a Raven right now. Yeah. Oh. Mm, that's a tough, tough thing. All right, let's tough get to the cat calls line. The number's 252-228-5098. You can be a part of the C3 Panthers post game show. Let's see what you got. Oh, my God. What the fuck happened? How was there no one there on that guy's run? We had him bottled up, and then they ran all the way to the 10-yard line. There's some bullshit. I am dying on Cody's Hill now. Fire Ron Rivera. I don't give a shit. Fire him mid-game. Joey Esquivel, by the way. Sorry, I didn't say that first. It's okay, Joey Esquivel. Thank you for the co- for the call and uh, the comment. And uh, Greg, you mentioned this. Is there an opportunity that Ron Rivera now his it seems like his his fate is sealed? Oh yeah, yeah. Does anybody uh, I, think Ron Rivera can survive what has gone on right now? No, not yeah. there is not a chance that that anything will they can win out the remainder of this season and it's not going to overturn the fact that Ron did a horrible job for the first part of the season. A lot of people are going to point to the fact that he did well with a backup quarterback. Um, problem is our defense faltered tremendously in that timetable and he was defensive coordinator in all, you know, intents and purposes. So, um, yeah, I think Ron is out. I think they're, uh, you know, would I you have said that CK? Would you have said that CK if we won today? No, yep. because I think he, I think he fought his way back after the New Orleans game. Like I think that New Orleans game, yep. being the way that it was, yep. I thought that maybe he had an opportunity to be able to put a stamp on the end of this season and end with a above five hundred record. Now I think all hopes of that are gone. Um, I think Don Terry Poe being lost to the uh, IR is a bigger loss than we realized. And I think Greg Grandroden at this point, when he's with this offensive line did, was he the part that was holding everything together? I'm not saying he was the greatest, you know, guard in the in the league, but, but yeah, I but mean, was he like the best player on the damn line, maybe? Arguably. He, yeah. Well other thing know. about this, the one more thing back to the guys part. Poor Shaq Thompson. I know. Oh, oh yeah. dude. Guys, Shaq Thompson bear. is a mean okay. now. Shaq Thompson. Oh Why my are God! We talking about Luke Kingsley losing the step when Darius guys sent Shaq Thompson's soul to the nether round because Shaq Thompson was because never it's not either or it's not either yeah. or one's just embarrassing the other one is uh, concerning yeah. but Shaq Thompson is what T, uh, what um, Rondé Barber has been in my mind now for every Washington Redskin fan because for every time I think of a Jonathan Stewart mashing Rondé Barber to the ground like that the same thing except for Geis did it to a damn linebacker yeah well I, I want to bring up real quick uh, I know we've had this debate on the C3 Panthers podcast for the last couple of weeks about coaching versus playing and I want to go ahead and concede that I do think that the, the coaching staff needs to be changed. One last point I will make, because I know everybody's brought this up, is the whole Jeff Fisher and uh, uh, what's the Rams coach name? Uh, McVay? Oh, McVay. Uh, 
They were talking about, oh, look how he turned them around in one year. Well, look where the Rams are at right now with a better team than they had last year. So that just lets you know that it is not all coaching. It sometimes has to do with players. They have a better team this year. I don't know if they have a better team. Why do you say they have a better team? Yeah. Because, because, because who did they lose? Their offensive line. They, uh, they lost a healthy Todd Gurley, I'll tell you that much. Well, no, they didn't have a healthy Todd Gurley last year. But they, they did also, for the majority they, of the years. They gained the Jalen Ramsey on defense. So, so okay, well, maybe, maybe not the same team, but a damn good team. And they're six and five this year. So I tell you this coach, is that coaching does not control all. Is all I'm saying. A coach, a coach, maybe is the difference in two wins of the year. Maybe, maybe. I don't maybe know. Actually, no. You know what? Actually, no. I'm going to say no. I think uh, yeah. Is here is this is that the coach is the foundation for the entire organization. His work, his workability, his. Right, his ability to see where things are going wrong, where they're going right, and to make good decisions, to be able to interact with personalities, it's 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 almost you can't quantify it. Um, and, and this goes from how you organize practices to how you interact with your your assistant coaches to how they, and it all trickles down, I would think. And what we're seeing right now is that we've looked at teams. Like um, the Miami Dolphins, like the Washington Redskins, like the New York Jets. And we have looked at them with an elitist nose in the air. And maybe we shouldn't. No, there are because brothers. We, 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 we are there. We are there. Exactly. We are just at a... It's a, a mess. It's a fucking just mess. A disappointment in every... Term of phrase and every way you can use the word, we're a disappointment, man. Yeah. We're embarrassing, right. and uh, when, when bad teams like that are, are, are making you look bad, I mean, there was a point in time where we all thought that the Falcons and the Redskins were like what the worst teams in football. That in yes. Miami, yes, and then they both, just and they both in, beat us, and yeah. they just and, not and Miami beat Philly us. today. Not only did they beat us, but they did whatever they wanted to with us. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was yeah. from top to bottom, everywhere they just kicked our ass, man. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, it, you have to question everything you know about all the players on this team, man. Um, everyone's playing bad. I mean, it's on everyone. It's the players and it's the coaches because no one is doing their job well. Everyone is incompetent. And that's what I'm, that's why I'm saying – you're going to see who David Tepper is because some real big time decisions have to be made now. All right, next call. You know who it is. 14 to 6. Kyle Allen just missed a 75 yard ball to Curtis Samuel. Oh my God. G Baby probably has like 10 oh calls, God, right? Curtis Samuel. <laughs> This is a story about early. Season, fellas. Oh my god! Wide open! Fuck! Oh my god. That's just one of those plays where you, you just, you, you see it, you see the ball, you see him wide open, and it's like, oh, overthrow. Oh my god. We gotta, if we lose this game, if they come back, I'm gonna be fucking hot <laughs> oh man you're hot next call yo what's going on c3 this is Theo from Asheville. it's about the second quarter right now and um 
this is not to put down Kyle Allen in any way, but I remember at the beginning of the season when Cam went out, I had all these Panther fans who, you know, I mean, they're Panther fans, don't get me wrong, but they don't really know a lick about football. Um, you know, going on about Kyle Allen's next franchise quarterback and this, that, and the other. And, you know, looking at it from where we are at this point in the season, it just kind of disgusts me. You know, I feel so bad for Cam Newton. He is one of the most, you know, underappreciated and attacked quarterbacks in the league. You know, I feel like people expect so much from Cam Newton that when he's not MVP caliber quarterback, People just want to attack him, and I just think, you know, looking at this point in the season and how Kyle Allen's playing, he's got a lot of mistakes in him, and, um, you know, we're really missing Cam Newton, and for all those guys that were saying Kyle Allen is the next franchise quarterback, we just need to move on from Cam, I just I, I just have to disagree with them, you know, they're just basically brainless after watching this season, so, um, yeah, let me know your thoughts on that, and keep up the good work, man, I'll probably call back in later, unless the Panthers lose, and then I'll probably be in bed asleep. <laughs> Uh, well, good night. Good night, sir. Um, I would like to remind that we printed these T-shirts, the I Stand With Cam T-shirts. There are a couple still available. Limited run. Uh, and, and this is, it goes back. I saw Brandon Herbert in the chat room. Welcome, Brother Herbert. Uh, what am I? I love Brother Herbert, man. He knows how to get this podcast stimulated. And what... Yeah, exactly. Because when he calls into the cat calls line, it brings it. It's like, uh, yeah, it brings all of these other conversations that come with that passion. But you know, he was always he was always very critical of Cam Newton, and not critical like he didn't like Cam Newton, but saying that he wasn't perfect, and and he made always made some a lot of good points on that. But I just continue to think like this, and this is kind of like what I always knew about Cam, and this is why I fell in love with him. This is why Tony Dunn's like infatuated in love with Cam Newton. Is that right? Is like those like uh, those little blemishes? He said that that multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I say it all the time. Um, Those blemishes, whether it be a birthmark under your thigh or your butt cheek or whatever it is. They're all acceptable because of the beauty of Cam. You know what I'm saying? And that is the nothing? thing. Is Cam gives us a chance to win every Sunday. And when we mm-hmm. don't have him, we won't we don't have a chance to win every Sunday. Then all of a sudden everything's got to be perfect. And I'm pissed. I'm pissed at everybody but Kyle Allen in this game. I know everybody wants to say Kyle Allen. He is. He is a sorry. He's sorry. He's fine. He's sorry. But I'm Curtis Samuel is also continued dropping balls, not running his routes properly. Cody, what's is Curtis Samuel going to get better? Yeah, I mean, yes, dude. That, listen, got, there's a, there's a, a touchdown this game, right? Yeah, he caught a touchdown this. Yeah, game. he did. The guy fell down right in front of him. Everybody act like, oh, he got these big ups and went, no, the dude just fell down right in front of him. Curtis Samuel has one primary role on this team, and that's to stretch the defense. And there is not a quarterback on our roster that is capable of doing it. Now, that kind of bleeds into this, which I think is legitimate. Like, if, if our offense can't stretch the field and Kyle Allen can't throw that deep ball, why are the Carolina Panthers so insistent 
on not seeing what they have in Will Greer. Thank you. Why? I mean, it's yeah. a is next question. week the week? Is next week the week? No, nope. I, dude, I nope. don't think that you're going to see him one time this year. I agree. Because, uh, because we have this old mindset of, oh, but we don't want to ruin his development because, oh, well, it's a bad team or he's not ready yet. Dude, you're not developing that, Kyle Allen anymore. It's over. No, well, I'm saying about Will Greer. I'm not talking about Kyle Allen. Oh, yeah. Why, why don't you put Will Greer in the football game and at least see what kind of talent you have? Listen, you never judge a, a quarterback based off of their rookie season anyway. Let them and play here, football. Can I give you another reason why you should do it, Cody? Another reason you should do it is imagine if you could manufacture a way for Will Greer to look good. And if you did that, what that does is that gives you better leverage against Cam. It gives you better leverage against free agency. And what I'm not saying is all of a sudden that Will Greer is the solution. But if you see some promise out of him, all of a sudden you say, well, we can go into next year. We can bring Cam. We can make this. We can, Or we could have Kyle Allen in a real QB competition with Will Greer. But if we can, t- if the Panthers continue to tell us that Will Greer isn't good enough right now at all, then we automatically assume he's not good for the future either. Yeah. And Why did they draft him? Thank you. Well, well that's why what we've been asking. Yeah, if, if you don't plan on using him, why did you draft him? Like, we've so been asking that him. question forever, right? Yeah. Since the draft party. All right, let's the go. Quarterback, but hold on. The quarterback is the most important position. It, it makes sense to play a little girl now because, okay. Yes, let's say it you, does. It well, does. And you can get a lot of value. But, and, okay, so, for example, we've been talking about Cam Newton being traded. It's starting to make more sense to me, even though I hate it, because if you're Cam Newton and you play next year for a bad team and he needs a new contract and the Panthers aren't going to resign you and then the last year – of of film that you have is terrible. It's shitty, yeah. If it, so, if if another football team is willing to pay Cam Newton right now, well, then of course he's going to go there. So if you're going to trade Cam Newton, at least you know, okay, is this pick that I'm getting from whatever team is this capital for me to help get another quarterback, or is this another player to help build around? Will Greer, the quarterback that we already drafted. Well, so let's think, let's think about it like this, man. I'm going to put the situation out there. Like I said, look, my, my my main position is to keep Cam, let him have one more year, and let's because I'm a Cam guy. Cam, Cam is my man. Yeah. But I have to look at it realistically. What if we trade Cam to the Bears? We pick up uh, uh, we pick up uh, Khalil Mack, and we draft Tua. Well, let's say the Chargers. What, what, what does our team look like next year then? Let, 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 let's say the Chargers because then one, they're not going to give up Khalil, and number two, the Bears don't have a first round pick. So okay, okay. first down. So yeah, okay. So the Chargers, but the point remains the same. What you just asked. Um, yeah, man. Listen, that, that's that's one hundred percent. It's going to be a, a pick that helps us 
put talent around Will Greer or another piece on defense or whatever, (laughs) or it's going to be more capital (laughs) to try and hit big in 2021 with either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. (laughs) You want that Trevor Lawrence pick, don't you? But no, I'm just (laughs) – but it's not – no, I said Justin Fields too because it's about about the the long – the quarterback is the most important position on the football field no matter what. So if you do not have – you're a surefire franchise quarterback. You're dead on arrival, man. And these are the questions that David Tepper and everyone in the front office are having to deal with right now. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next call. The number's 252-228-5098. Hey, I know this is my third call. I'm going to make it really, really quick. Oh. <laughs> just wanted to say, just in case you didn't hear me. But he said that's a style call. Allen. You missed a wide open I'm not playing them in order. That third down or the fourth down Why? play, too. So fuck you. You stupid son of a bitch. Uh, because I didn't want to play all ones from the very beginning of the game to start the show. Uh, next call. I think we just need to take a second to let this soak in. To let it soak in that the Carolina Panthers, with what's supposed to be a great defense, Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Daniel, DJ Moore, oh, a great coaching staff. Well, we just lost to the Redskins. The Redskins. Yep. They are two and nine coming to this game. The Redskins. The Redskins. Okay? Look, mm-hmm. the defense, they played, they left up a lot of running yards. They're not a same defense. But the, the, the defense, they're not horrible. All right? They can keep us in games, but they can't win us games. They're just not to that elite level yet. And, Which is almost just as bad. I mean, they have the talent, so I mean, you have to turn your head to the coaching. I don't know how you can't look at this team and not put a majority of the blame on Ron Rivera and Norv Turner. I mean, four different times I've seen this team get stopped short on the goal line. I don't care who's your quarterback. You cannot let that happen inside the five-yard line. And guess what? Surprise, surprise. Running up the middle doesn't work. And I'd say to run it to the outside, but we don't have any tackles. We don't have any guards. Daryl Williams. Is a joke. He's a fool. He's a joke. He doesn't belong in the XFL, alright? He needs to be gone. Alright? And Ian Thomas? I'm glad he was, I thought he was dead. I'm glad to see he's back. I mean, how could you not use Ian Thomas? And Greg Olsen is aging, and it's a perfect time to get him rest and get him ready. Ron Rivera does not know how to utilize rookies correctly. We've seen it over and over again, and Agreed. this game, the games are just painful to watch. I don't even have fun. I just sit there. I don't get, like, overly up. It's just sad. It's just sad to watch this team. Another mediocre season. Another 7-9 and nine season. And I'm with David Tepper. It's unacceptable. And it's time for a change. Oh, and all the people go, oh, Kyle Allen is better than Shane Newton. Get the fuck out of here. He was never better. He never will be better. Shane is the answer. Kyle Allen never was okay. Let's maybe see some more green cut. See if he's a good backup. I don't hate Kylon, but he's not the answer. Thanks, guys, for listening to my rant. Oh, thanks for the call. Uh, go ahead and respond, guys. So, uh, go ahead, Greg. Uh, so, I, I agree 100%, man. Uh, you know, they're, they're not making the right decisions everywhere. And it's just not one player that's, that's causing this. We have one player this year. That is playing phenomenally, and that is Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, we're garbage everywhere. 
DJ, DJ, we still a lot of a lot. I still got a lot of love for DJ. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. DJ's playing well. He, he is, but but you're uh, right. But that the point I mean, remains the same: is that there are too many problems. Yes, you know there are too many problems, and they are systemic. And Co- Cody, the John Matsko thing. Why are the the line is is it that different than I mean I know that we think that the players on it right now are better than what we've had in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, and the fact that we've had players rotate a million different positions this year, and none of them it seemed to work out at any of them. Like even Taylor Moten's getting beat a lot now, and we thought that he was one of the strengths of our offensive line. I mean, there's no cohesiveness. There's, you know, I, I mean, again, this is just my, if I was a coach GM, you know, I want my offensive linemen to be some gangsters, dog, willing to throw down and fight and put you in the dirt and don't you dare let a finger on my quarterback. But there is none of that uh, in this in this football team, man. The, the offensive line is terrible. That's why you can't put all this loss on Kyle Allen. But at the same time, Kyle Allen isn't doing well. It's a, Everyone is not doing their job, and that affects the guy next to him. It affects the defense. It affects the offense. Everyone's playing bad right now. And uh, this is – I mean, I know I'm a, uh, you know, on repeat at this point, but it's 100% a Ron Rivera problem. It's 100%. I, mean, it's, I, say, I say 100% in that he is not doing anything to properly fix this situation. Who would have thought that you can have two meltdowns like last year? Hmm. You know, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, I didn't, I mean, really, this is the same meltdown other than Cam not being, I mean, Cam being the pro, the reason we got melted down last year. But our defense stunk last year. Oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. And how many games now have we lost down to the final play? Four. Too many. Four games. What happened Four today? Uh, quickly before we go to the next call, what happened at the end today? Uh, Tell me. Kyle Allen missed a wide open Jarius right in the right side of the end zone. Yeah. Was he, he under? But he was under duress. He was no, under no, duress. He, he was running around for no reason. He, yeah. He, he he was under duress, but like you said, it was his own fault. He was running around for no reason. He had a guy wide open. While he was in the pocket, he could have yeah. made that pass. Yeah, he was trying to extend the play and move out, and he ended up moving out too far. Jarius Wright was open for like five seconds. And this is my point. Kyle Allen doesn't even look over there. He's not a, a quarterback that goes, that goes to his progressions. He's a one-read player. Guys, we have to call a spade a spade, man. There's I told you he's a one-read. There is a reason that Kyle Allen never won a starting job in college. He never did it at Texas A&M. He transferred to Houston and couldn't win the job in Houston. So, I mean, listen. But the, he was the top high school recruit. Yeah, to, well. Pff, I'm so sick of hearing think. that. Elvis yeah, Presley was yeah. the king of rock. What happened, to, uh, what happened on that one play where he threw it to the Reds, through the end zone and the Reds, like they almost intercepted it? Jerry is right. Around. Was, was he. That was a was touchdown. He, but he, it was still like five yards to his right. But if he turned around and looked right like he was supposed to? Well, I don't know. I think I it was really both. Know. Obviously, I mean, his really route know. did not end in the stands. 
but he put it in a spot where that ball could have been caught if Jarius Wright would have ran the route and turned right. He could have caught that ball and been a touchdown. So I don't know whose fault that was, but that wasn't a bad pass. And I don't want to put it all on Jarius Wright because I don't know what the route was, but the ball was there to be to be caught for a touchdown. Had the route been run the way it was maybe supposed to, or maybe Kyle Allen had the wrong idea, I'm not sure, but that ball was there to be caught for a touchdown. All right, so. the number is 252-228-5098. Yo, what's up, C3? This is Theo from Asheville calling again. I just want to uh, get your thoughts on this beautiful Kyle Allen performance. Um, <laughs> kind of fed up with Kyle Allen not being able to throw the ball. He just has no pocket presence. I just, yeah. I, I can't deal with this Kyle Allen anymore, man. And for all the idiots who are saying Kyle Allen was a future. Yeah, nobody really he said. Uh, people that yeah. said that realistically are, are nobody said Casual that realistically. Yeah, exactly. Like myself. And they also and they also had some deep seated Cam Newton hatred in there already. Yes. Stay yes. away from my man. Next call. What's up, C three? This Nova Black man. I was calling Nova Black in the game, and I just wanted my to brother some things that I've seen, man. The defensive line, of course, they gas Kyle Allen ass. Um, but what I don't like is I'm looking at these guys playing, and these guys are just quitting on the fucking play, man. Motherfuckers yeah. are just standing there looking at running backs, run right past their ass, man. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Jerry McCoy out there playing with all he got. You see that boy pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He's doing his thing. I thought I seen him. I wasn't sure. I thought I seen him playing pole position at the one or whatever, whatever. I mean, the zero or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, but at the same time, the zero technique would be three, four. But it looked like they playing four, three to me. Anyway, yeah, I, I'm just frustrated with, with, the, with the shit that I'm seeing. The play calling ain't bad. Kyle Allen is exactly what he is. Not a franchise quarterback. I can't wait to Cam Newton come back 100%. I promise you that we had 100% Cam Newton. All of them fucking losses would have probably been a win. Maybe it's yeah, about that. against the 49ers. <laughs> but again, Half if we had me. Cameron won Newton, I don't think the 49ers would have beat up on us like that. You know, nobody would have beat up on us like that because they got to respect Cam Newton coming out of the backfield too. They don't have that to worry about with Kyle Allen again. There's just some bullshit going on out here today. <laughs> He's so good, hey, I'll um, tell you what. Uh, Kyle Allen had some skates today. After the damn game, I might call back again. This shit got me mad. I'm about to relapse. Nova, Nova, don't relapse. That don't sound good. Oh, man. That part. But, man, Nova brings the best calls all the time. He has his finger on the pulse of this team. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Uh, and We're going to need to do a cat calls Hall of Honor at some point. Where we just put the most legendary cat callers, and they're in a league of their own, man. Nova is one of them. Jacobassier is one of them. Yeah. J Dub, we got some great ones. Yep. All right. Next call. Guys, I just heard we had like 220 rushing yards, the most since week two in 2017, and we're still losing to the Redskins. Like, can we fire Rivera now? And Norv? We're calling for it. Next call. What's up, C3 fam? Seth Jeff here. Finding myself in really the most surreal uh, position and thought process for this game 
that I've ever had as a Panther fan. Um, going into it, I've been I've been on the train of you know, I kind of want to just lose out, so there is no excuse for Ron Rivera not to get fired. Uh, right now, there's just a you know, few minutes left in the fourth quarter, about seven minutes, eight minutes, something like that. And uh, you know, I, I'm kind of happy that that we lost this game. It sucks for the team. I mean, that means we're probably closer to a rebuild. But if you don't look at this, if Deborah can't look at this and see that we need motherfucking Cam Newton, then I, I don't even want him as our fucking owner because it is obvious that uh, Ron, Marty, and Nord going to be gone, hopefully, if they lose out. Keep that energy rolling for it. Uh you can't start with a new quarterback. Love our man Cam. He is coming back. Thankfully, we uh, he he made a you know a little little you know push for it at, at his little uh, Thanksgiving thing. You know, he said Charlotte always be my home, and that that made me feel good. And uh, Cam Newton is coming back next year, guys. We're we're just put let's put that out into the Panther universe. All right, he is coming back next year. He's gonna be an MVP again. And he's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Maybe not, maybe not next year, but the year after, for sure. Putting it out there, you got, you got to will it, guys. You got to will it. Anyways, uh, I'll be listening. Sorry, I couldn't make it to the game Dude. today with you guys. Uh, couldn't even get rid of the tickets, honestly, and uh, had to work. But uh, hopefully, it, things will be looking up. I mean, let's just hope that this continues. That this shitty defensive play continues and the shitty play by uh or well not play by kyle allen but just play calling by north turner and just you know basic backup shit by kyle allen let's hope it continues and we can finally shut the door on ron rivera thanks guys i'll be listening love chef jeff for the call man yes love chef jeff and uh you know there is something to that is that when we came out and won the those first two series up 14 nothing. Uh, again, there was a slight fear that this might result in us just wavering in the purgatory of a 500 team and not knowing what to do. I'm with him entirely on this. And uh, the only thing, though, when it comes back to bringing back Cam now is we've we've got to wonder if there is a lot of credence to that. Why should you play that final year of that contract with a team that you don't know much about? But I do want to put good things into the universe, like Chef Jeff said. Did you guys see Thomas Davis tweeted out? And he didn't have to do this. He said, my best years of my career were after injury. Don't quit on Cameron Newton. I'm not. Something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing it. But, you know, hey. That's a legend right there that's on another team. They're getting curb stomped right now as a team, by the way. But we need – I mean, the the idea that Cam Newton's career is over is a pre is something that people have assumed that is not written yet. Yeah, it's a media-run narrative. Yeah, it's a it's, – it's Oh, it's a, absolutely. It's a media-push narrative. Uh, there's not a lot of sense – to be had when you hear people on ESPN or Fox or whatever talking about the Cam Newton situation. Um, I don't know. I think that we've kind of alluded to it now. It all depends on Cam and his contract and what he wants to do. But, yeah, Cousin Chef Jeff, man, I echo the same sentiment, man. 
I believe the same thing. You put it out there in the universe, and uh, it, it'll come back to you. I want Cameron Jarrell Newton to be the Panther or quarterback for the next, you know, bunch of years, man. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm hoping that's that's what happens. I'm hoping that's what we do. Um, I want that to happen so bad, and I, I don't know if it will. I honestly do not know. I have no inclination as to what the Panthers are going to do moving forward, but I certainly hope that it's with Cam Newton under center. A ton of people watching right now, 112 people watching the stream. If we could get you guys to support the show by giving us a thumbs up, that would mean a lot to the longest-running Panther podcast. We've been grinding every Tuesday for seven years, making this show happen, and we're going to keep coming every Tuesday live, 9 p.m., you can find our work on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Just Google the C3 Panthers podcast. If you're trying to subscribe, we could use your review and your support. That's right. Smash the thumbs up button. Share the show with a friend and even consider giving the show a donation so we can keep this sucker going. Let's go to the next call. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm not even finished watching this game yet. And if we lose, I don't I don't care about us losing. But I will say, uh, Ronald there, if he's not fired after this game, losing to the Redskins and how we lost, uh, I'm going to kind of question our owner. Uh, and and people can feel what they want or whatever. It it really is like dreadful that he still has a job. Play without passion. Uh, we make the same mistakes every week, and that's where coaching comes into play. Yeah, no passion. It's, it's ridiculous that we still constantly have to hear the same old crap at every press conference. Miss opportunities. Miss opportunities. Will, as a head coach, are you ever going to fix the goddamn miss opportunities? Yeah. It's it, you got fired our, uh, our kicker because he missed kicks. And, I mean, it's not even just one player, one thing. It's just <laughs> we're not a good football team. And we won't be a good football team until we get rid of the man at the top. So if David Temper do not fire him, then it's going to show it's going to it's going to put my lack of faith in ownership. Because if you can't see this crap, he said he doesn't want to put it with mediocrity. Well, we're not even mediocre right now. We are. We suck. We're worse than mediocre. We are subpar. And it pisses me off that we put up with this crap for years and years. That one Super Bowl that we went to did not last him for his whole career. That's one year. Great. He had a great season. Look at the, he's literally got a 50-50 record almost. And probably now it's probably below um, 50%. So get him out of here. I'm done with it. Yeah, I I think actually Ron Rivera became a worse coach after the Super Bowl year. Let's keep going with the calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Next call. Oh, and I'm sorry. I, I lied. One, one last thing. I know I said I wasn't going to put any blame on just one player because the whole team sucks. But Kyle Allen, you're a bum. You're a fucking bum. 
Get the fuck out of here. If anybody tried to say that he's better than Cal- Cam Newton, I swear to God, I'm going to smack the shit out of his ass. I don't think anybody's going to say that. Whoever it is. Like, because <laughs> it, it, it pisses me off. He missed a wide open Curtis Samuel. Amen. He's dancing in the pocket. Some of those sacks were on the offensive line. Some of those sacks were because he just... He, he, why wasn't he throwing to Christian McCaffrey? Why? He, he It's like he refused to throw the back there ball to Chris McCaffrey. They showed one, the one that he got picked off. Chris McCaffrey, Landon Collins, went in on DJ Moore. Chris McCaffrey literally was wide open. That would have been a long touchdown because nobody wasn't over there by him. But good old Kyle Allen, he always, he always know how to disappoint. How, how the fuck did you miss that? And then, like... <laughs> We can't stop the goddamn run. Oh, oh. Look at every single year. Every single year. Even our 2015 year. Everybody, uh, we, we might have had decent defense. But you're a defensive fucking head coach. Why the fuck can't we stop the goddamn run? We been we can't stop the run for years and years. And people will act, act like they forget about it. Like that we, we've always been able to stop it. No. We might have had decent pass defenses, but God damn it, we could never stop the goddamn run. And now it's just leaking his freaking head all over us. I'm, I'm, and Kyle Allen, oh my God, Kyle Allen, you're a bitch, boss, what a God. <laughs> We're putting Brandon Herbert in the ring, I fucking ring, hate dude. you, Kyle Allen. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you listen to this shit, but I fucking hate you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get off the goddamn works. team. If they pay this son of a bitch, because I don't care if they pay him $2 million, if they pay this son of a bitch anything, instead of letting his ass walk and paying Cam Newton, I'm going to get pissed off. Okay, don't even pay Cam Newton. Matter of fact, let him play this, his last year out if you if you think that he's, he's not going to be there for the future. But he's got to be on this goddamn team next year because this quarterback is not going to work. Agreed. Those were the first two calls from what? Now, hey, uh, Cody, going back when when you said when he said in the beginning of the show, this is my third call. His <laughs> third call was when he finally pulled himself like calm down. down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he was so fired up. That is the most passionate two four minutes. Of calls you're going to find in Panther Nation. Way to go, Brother Herbert, man. I love it. Keep them coming. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. No, no, no. I got to pause real quick. Yeah, just be real quick. I love that every time we play a bullshit team like Atlanta or the Redskins, they're always coming in our chat room talking (laughs) like they're Super Bowl contenders. Oh, is there somebody in our chat room? Oh, there's a few. Oh, man. Listen, let me make this clear. The Redskins aren't shit. They're not shit now, and they ain't never gonna be shit. So, can, hey, enjoy your victory today. Yeah, your team kicked our ass, but you by far have the worst owner in the NFL, and that's not going away anytime soon. And your dude. stadium is a god forsaken train wreck. It's a dumpster Go. fire. Your team's a dumpster fire. Keep talking that shit and see who's better next year. Wasn't yeah. the first time they've beaten the Panthers in Bank of America in like twenty one years? Twenty one uh, years. Dude. Well, I know, I know the last time we played them about three, two or three years ago, we played them in 
uh, Washington, they beat us. That was last year. That was uh, uh, DJ year. Moore's okay. yeah, okay. yeah, but uh, they were making a big deal out of it on the broadcast because it was um, who Steve was Berline. it? Hey, yep. dude, Im- imagine being proud to be a Redskins fan, dude. What a life! No, you know what? You should. I would be, say man. be proud of being a Redskins fan. You know why? Because it's so hard. And I, I do, I do, I do want to bring this to Panther fans' attention. It's for the last decade I've trumpeted that Cam Newton has made us not know this feeling. Yeah. For the last seven years of this podcast, that is what I've said, and for the last eight years of Cam Newton's career, we don't know what it feels like to be the Redskins. Uh, and to now, extent, but we, today, we had pretty we, bad last three years. I mean. <laughs> Nah, but the Redskins are bad without having a future ever. They don't even have a GM, dude. True. They don't have a GM. They fired the one company. Like, they are the worst organization other than arguably in the NFL. And we got beat by that today. So, kudos to you on that. Uh, Enjoy your moments. We're going to enjoy our moments, which is like if we would have won this, it would have just been another stupid-ass win that would have made some of these questions more difficult for us. Brandon LG, thank you for supporting C3 Panthers Podcast. Coming in with a $20 donation in the Super wow. Chats. Man, you are the bomb, brother. Yeah. Echo everyone, he says. We need better O-line before thinking about Cam coming back. Also, we are okay with the 4-3 defense. Don't understand the change. Luke is overwhelmed, not making plays like before. Kyle is a backup, not a starter. Brandon LG, check, 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 and check. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I agree with all those points right there. Let's go to the next call. Uh, I think I started it. Jeff, 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 again. That's kind of a tongue twister. Uh, I'll keep it short. Just got a couple more points to add. Um, Greg Olson, I, I don't know. It, uh, you know, he did get up and, you know, walk off the field. He does have a concussion, but I, I've, I've always thought that this year might have been his year for retirement. Um, yeah. Maybe he comes back I next year. Today, I would like it. to see him come back I next think year. So, uh, I don't want him back next probably year. Probably still has a little bit in the tank for some limited action, but, yeah. uh, I hope we didn't just witness. Greg Olson's last play on the field. Uh, I, think I, I don't think I don't think we see him see him return this season. Uh, I think we've seen a decline in his performance anyway. And uh, let's see, positive. Got to make a positive sandwich out of this for the end. Uh, a positive sandwich. Positive We are one more loss closer to Ron Rivera being gone. Yep. Thanks, guys. Keep pounding. Okay. All right. Let's Ball talk about CK. I want you to. What do you? Tell us your thoughts on the Greg Olson situation. I mean, I, I I thought from the beginning of the season that I thought Greg Olson was going to end up retiring and going to the booth just based on what happened with Monday Night Football um, and, and Witten leaving and going back to the Cowboys. It was a little quick for them to be able to make it, uh, you know, for Greg to make that decision to move then. So the fact that that's still going to be open uh, nine times out of ten because it's not a great production um, would uh, attest to that. But I thought also 
there's been a couple of good games from Greg Olson, but for the most part, even when he gets the ball in his hands, you see a lack of explosiveness. I mean, obviously right. he's been... He's never uh, been explosive. I, he's always I, been Uncle Greg in the snowshoes. He's shoes. got the dad but, run right now. He's not Uncle Greg. He's, dad, he's Uncle always dad. had the dad he's, run. He's had uh. that, but it's worse right now. Like, at least yeah, you know, he, sure. would be able to, he would be able to find the soft zone. Now he's not running 10 feet down, I mean, 10 yards down the line before he's actually able to turn around and get the pass. So I, I don't think he's able to get that. He doesn't have the athleticism he once did. And I feel like when you see a lot of these sacks, a lot of times they're missed assignments by Greg Olson, too. Greg Olson, when you look at that sack Montez Sweat had on, on Kyle Allen earlier today, it was a complete just let the guy run by, and Greg Olson was – you know, it was just a, a a blown assignment. I think you see a lot more of that than you ever have in his career here with Carolina. I hate to say it, but I feel like you start to see you're starting to see that decline from age and everything starting to impact him a little quicker than uh, you know I'm sure he was hoping. I tell you this is there's no way Greg Olson's going to be a Panther next year at eleven million eleven point eight million dollars against no, the cap. Yeah. No way. You still got four, almost four million dollars in dead money if you cut them, but you free up eight. And it goes back to this question that we've been talking about, man. That that or the statement that really, people don't understand how close we are to a rebuild. I mean, it's. I it's, think we're it's, here. I think we're already well, here. I don't yeah, even well, think we're close. Now, I think we're here at this I moment. If you look at the amount of people that we have to pay. Um, the amount of positions that we're going to need. I mean, yeah, you, you've got to move on from a lot of these expensive contracts and, and spend the money that you do have wisely. And it's just unfortunate because I don't want to talk about Greg Olson that way. Oh, well, he's too expensive. we got to move on. I mean, Greg Olson, uh, put it this way, he has been Cam Newton's number one receiving option his entire time here in Carolina. Yeah, he had Steve Smith for two years. But when it mattered the most, when Cam Newton played his best football, Greg Olson was his safety blanket, man. And and now that's that's coming to an end. And Greg Olson, yeah, you you guys are right. He doesn't have the athleticism that he used to have even a few years ago. And it's 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 time, man. I want for the man, not just the player, but for the man, I want to see him keep his health, move into the commentating booth. And you know, make these Monday night football games better than they are because they're All terrible. Right. Philip well, Goldman, I've, uh, I'm guessing a Redskins fan in the chat room asking about the ju- juxtaposing the Olsen hit where Andrew, the guy gets tossed versus Quinn, their punt returner. Do you remember that punt returner get blasted in the head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I you know, seen. one thing I, I will say is that we have not been. Very um, praise, praise, were praising of the referees this season. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's really not a lot of understanding of why things happen to me. It is a mess, and it was just a mess the other night on Thanksgiving. Seeing what was that one guy? He was he couldn't even say the words. the The referee in situation is a joke in the NFL. The NFL is like by the- far the worst officiated out of all the major sports. That, that that are on primetime television, baseball, basketball, it, it doesn't matter. NFL is by far the worst officiated. And, you know, the NFL continues to do these things to make you think that they give a shit about it. They don't, dude. They could make real changes to uh, the way refs are paid and the way they learn, 
all these other different things. There are so many changes that they can make. We got to uh, have the football to chip. We got to put the chip in the football. I've like, if they can do years, that man. shit in tennis, if they can do that shit, tennis is the most digitally, like, how, how are a, a sport where it's just two people and one ball, how are they the most technologically advanced sport? So here's my take on that because I think it's important that because Philip does bring up a good point. I mean, because I think we've all felt like we've been on the opposite end of these calls. And luckily today we've been on the other side of them. Um, you know, and last week we had a few go our way as well. But um, here's my take on the whole thing. And this is my personal opinion. And it will affect the Panthers just as well as anybody else. If somebody makes an illegal hit on a player and that player cannot return to the game, the person who made the hit should not be able to return to the game either. Uh, that is my personal take. If, if you take somebody out of the game, you should not be able to return either, especially if it's illegal, uh, mainly. Only if the it's only, illegal. The, if the, it's only illegal. Pro, the, the only problem with that mindset is that's like saying if you, get, if you cause a car accident and the person dies, then you should be penalized worse than if you did, they didn't die. Oh, then true. if you should kill them. Yeah. You should be penalized oh, the same God. either way. I'm so nervous. Yeah, you I, I mean, I, I, I hate to be that, 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 that rude about it or that kind of, you know, blunt about it, but that's kind of the way it is. You should be penalized the same either way. Call an Uber, it folks. be consistent, you know? <laughs> I, that's what I said. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you kill somebody in a car accident, you get involuntary manslaughter, right? If it's your fault. Right. True. Yeah. You know, if you don't, then if you don't kill them, then you get reckless, you know, reckless endangerment or whatever that's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's not get, get off lower. the rails on that. Yeah. Is but I think that's an interesting point, CK. Is that what you're saying is too? Is that if the illegal hit causes some sort of exact, like, what if you just took a kid out there and you took a third stringer and you said go after the quarterback's knee every time? Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, is that it's yeah. not yeah. the same as just a knee and a bad hit. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Is is this is that the officiating has been poor throughout? I I think this is that I don't really understand um, how they make these call or why the Panther player was not ejected because it looked like a clear helmet to helmet. Oh gosh. yeah, I don't know. Probably- Ahead, it was something okay. more egregious. It was, in my opinion, it was more egregious uh, because uh, they, I think he was more defenseless than Greg Olson was, you know, in my opinion. Now, Greg Olson had a much more severe reaction to it than the returner did, but uh, that returner had that, very... That is it. You just... you. That's what it is. It's yeah. kind of like when we catch domestic violence on tape. We just have a right. bigger emotional response to it than if you told us that he knocked her out rather than us seeing her knock her out. And I think you that's the point. I think that the play that the Panther had against the punt returner was more egregious. Keep going, CK. Uh, that was really the point that I wanted to make. I don't think that uh, the defender uh, or the uh, punt returner had uh, more of an opportunity to defend himself than uh, than Greg Olson. Greg Olson was running down the field and he made that initiate. I mean, I'm not saying he initiated the helmet to helmet, but he lowered his head. He was preparing for a hit. Whereas the other guy was not able to prepare for that hit. Um, but some might say that might be the reason Greg Olson was knocked out. You know how they say, if you tense up during a car accident, you're more likely to get, uh, right. You know, injured. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many of you listen to the Pat McAfee show, 
I, I, yeah, I, I love it too. I just I love Pat McAfee. Uh, even though I disagree with this Cam Newton take, but whatever, I still love Pat. Uh, yeah. He's been talking about um, and really saying the name. Al Riveron is terrible, dude. Yeah. Al Riveron is a dumpster fire. He's the head of officiating. Yeah. And kind of like uh, Philip Goldman said in the chat, there's no consistency. Like, you could make the case that either one of those players should have been thrown out of the game, the Redskin and the Panther player, and, you know, that's that's a consistent through line of how you officiate. But no one knows what is a pass interference, what the referees are willing to overturn, uh, what they're just going to leave on the field. There's no rhyme or reason to it, and it's an absolute joke, and – and it continues to dilute the NFL's product. Yeah, I actually think there is a rhyme and reason to it. Uh, it sounds crazy, but like I, I'm always an advocate of this is a TV show, and it, it makes more money whenever you have bigger market teams be more successful. So for next Tuesday's show, I'm going to try to find the stats that the NFL has claimed have been missed calls and compare them to teams that they, they've called for this year and see which teams. Because I'm willing to bet you – Green Bay, Dallas, the Rams, uh, you know the the, the 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 Patriots, teams like that that are in big markets that everybody wants to see win and be flourish. I've gotten better calls this year than other t- small market teams like Carolina, Washington, Tennessee, stuff like that. So I want to bring that. I'm, I'm, I'm bring that next Tuesday and see what happens. But uh, I'm willing to bet that is a big reason and why the calls are the way they are is because of the fact that they want teams like Green Bay, New England. You know stuff like that in 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 the in the in the end to be to be the teams that are, you know, competing for the title, not teams like Carolina, Washington, stuff like that. So, all right, 110 people watching the show, 54 likes, smash that thumbs up button, shame moment, shame moment, shame moment. Come on, give us a little support. We've been grinding for seven damn seasons on this, and we're here after a Panthers loss to the damn Redskins. That deserves a thumbs up in its own right. Next call. Hey guys, Kyle from VA. Uh, I'm gonna start off talking about Ron Rivera. One quick statement because I'm over him. Fuck him. He's done. But uh-huh. I just—I I don't even know if Ron Rivera wants a job here anymore because it's ridiculous how he's coaching. He refuses, absolutely refuses to develop our young talent. And fuck him. That's all I'm gonna say about him. Now, next thing. It, this just reminds me of, of just the whole going back to Cam Newton when he was a rookie and till now. Like, we never put any weapons with Cam Newton. Never gave him a damn chance. Said, Cam, put it all on your shoulders and take it to the promised land. And Cam balled out and did what he did. But that was all him. That was all Cam Newton. And now... McCaffrey, you know, we actually have weapons on offense now, but we need a quarterback to utilize it. And there's a possibility of getting rid of Cam Newton, who makes your team 200 times better than without him. We're going to get rid of him now. Like, are y'all trying to do the same thing to Christian McCaffrey that y'all did to Cam Newton, where Christian McCaffrey is the only source of fucking offense we have and just waste his talent? I mean, it's, it's insane, man. I want to see Will Greer for the rest of the season. Do whatever yeah, you got to do in the offseason, but Cam Newton needs to come back to Carolina. If he does and he's healthy, next year is going to be a whole different story. 
our offense is going to be it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I'm done with this season, man. I mean, the fucking we're having. I, I'm on the way to work. I know we just kicked the onside and recovered it, but we're we're having to rely on the, getting a fucking onside kick to beat the Washington Redskins. Yeah. <laughs> At home, yeah. and I know it's not a lot of people there, but fuck that dude. You know, Redskins win. I'm gonna thank them just for David Tepper's like. This is it, man. Like, this is it. We can't deal with this fucking shit no more. Ron Rivera, fire the motherfucker before he leaves the stadium. I'm good with it. Yeah. Well, real quick to the... Uh, Keep pounding. Keep pounding, man. Real quick, I'll say to that call, while I feel like Christian McCaffrey is the only player on our team that's playing elite all year long... Oh, we've proven he's not the only source of offense. I mean, we scored 21 points today, and he didn't have a touchdown. So, I mean, we're, we're, he's not the only source of our offense. He is definitely the strongest offensive weapon we have and the most consistent. But DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, I feel like, are a, a, a very, very uh, – I don't know what the word to say is. Uh, they're, they're adequate they can do their jobs, and, you know, D.J. Moore is one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. So we have a decent offense other than Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey is the only body that is consistent every week, that always shows up, gives you 100 yards no matter what. So, you know, what he said in the call was very, very true to uh, almost completely, but there were a few things I would adjust to his comments because, you know, I mean, D.J. Moore and Carter Samuel, I feel like this season have done very well based on what they've had. They had a quarterback throwing to them, they did a whole lot better. And, you know, uh, it's easier than game plan for someone like Christian McCaffrey when you know that he's the beginning and middle and end of your offense and Mm -hmm. everything runs through him. So you know that if you're able to take Christian out of a play, you've taken away over 50% of their options on that that play. Um, And, you know, to his uh, original point about Ron Rivera – and we've been saying this, I've been saying this for a long time. Today was a microcosm for one of the biggest problems that Ron Rivera has. After Greg Olson gets hurt, then you see Ian Thomas. And Ian Thomas had, had two good receptions today. Now, it wasn't a breakout performance, but the point being, you're never going to see what, you're capable of, what your players are capable of unless you decide to play those players. And Ron Rivera does not do that. Our coaches do not do that. I mean, one of the things that the Ravens are so successful doing right now is they'll run out there with three tight ends. And and you can mm-hmm. check that to a pass play or a run play. I mean, you have options there, but, I mean, apparently that's um, that's too cool for North Turner and Ron Rivera and, and this uh, Carolina Panthers team. Well, it would be a lot cooler if Cam was back there. You would do that mess. But doing it that would. with Kyle Allen don't really help that but much. But I feel like they're not it don't help do as much. to help out Kyle. Like, I feel like they don't even know what to do. I don't think this is – I don't even – I mean, and, and I'm kind of a Norv apologist. You know, I wanted Norv – I wanted to see Cam and Norv together. And by the way, Greg, I hope your proposal to your wife didn't go and you're adequate. 
will you marry me? <laughs> oh my goodness. This wide almost, receiver. Almost, co- almost word for word how it went. But. Adequate. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Um, my, my life is far superior to me. Yeah, you know what we've already learned that is that all the all the people on the C three Panthers podcast have one commonality: we all marry up. There you and go. Look, look across we, the board. We kick the coverage. Yeah, we yeah. kick the coverage definitely. Exactly. I, um, I still I don't want to detract from, and this is why I'm okay with the Ron Rivera give me his head on a pike, whatever. Is I don't want to I don't want to pull this conversation towards Kyle Allen and the offense, and that's why I feel like I'm sort of apologet, apologetic for Norv on this. But I mean, this is a this is something deeper, larger, and I still think it continues to come back to the defense. His offense has been adequate. Agreed. You know they did hit a they did hit a lull though you can't you can't ask your defense to hold your team while your offense isn't moving the ball at all which we did we hit that lull uh, after those first two scoring drives so yeah it's not like they they should be absolved from all guilt but I I continue to think this is defensive side and that continues the fingerprints are on Ron Rivera at this point go ahead and donate to the show thank you for those sixty two people who have liked the show. There's 110 people watching right now. That's awesome, man. We got a great post-game show, particularly since I would gauge that interest in the Carolina Panthers is at an all-time low right now in the seven years we've done this podcast. Think about that, guys. Has there been a time where you have been more apathetic about the team than you are at this moment in the past seven years I don't know if I've seen fans like that, and I'm glad that we have a good enough community that's weathering through it. Let's go to the calls, 252-228-1598. Ron Rivera is trash. <laughs> Turner is old trash. Oh, Kyle old Allen trash. Stinky. Garbage. It's time to clean house and start over again. This is ridiculous. Ron Rivera has brought nothing but mediocrity in North Carolina and the Carolina Panthers. Oh. Straight good, garbage. Keep good paying. call. Look, the calls are almost serendipitous about what we're talking about. Next call. Yo, what's going on, T3? It is Theo from Asheville. Man. I mean, oh, man. So, man, I just want to give my opinion on Kyle Allen, as I've already stated 18,000 times today. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of I don't know if you guys ever played Madden when you were younger. I mean, you know, Everybody I was younger. Did. And, um, you know, I'd pick out a nice pass play on Madden, and I'd be like, ooh, that's a hot-looking route. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd look at that receiver the whole time. I wouldn't look at any other receivers on the field. I'd have that one route picked out in my mind before. And, uh, you know, once I started seeing pressure, I would throw the football to him. That is what I see Kyle Hone as. And um, <laughs> That's a great point. You know, that's I, I, a great analogy. Once again, yeah. I just really don't see a future with this kid. I know he's young. I know he's got mistakes in him, but I mean, my lord, you know, you can see with that that final play, he's, he doesn't he doesn't scan the field. And on the play before it, McCaffrey's wide open on the wheel route to the outside. Yes, he doesn't look. He's, thank just, you. he's looking at DJ Moore. DJ Moore wins. DJ Moore going to get open. And you know, I just I can't see us going much further than we are right now with this guy. Especially, I mean, he's just. There's some guys that are injury prone. He is mistake prone, man. He's full of them. 
And, uh, you know, he just, he panics. We've had so many late game situations this year where he's just, he's panicked, you know, and our, our play calling. Um, I just want to go ahead and say Cody, you know, last week I, I said I was on the fence about, you know, Ron and I was kind of starting to jump the fence, man. And he said, you know, this hill is for all of us, man. Da, da, da. And <laughs> I got my bags packed right now, man. Just send me the address. I am. Um, I'm ready to die on this hill with you, man. Ron Rivera has got to go if we want to see a better version of this football team. Um, yeah. man, I mean, just the play calls are, it's, it's nuts, man. This, this game management play calls. I love this mistakes. call. I love this mistakes. call. We just, we didn't, we got to correct our mistakes, yada, yada. I'm, I'm just tired of hearing Ron talk about how terrible they played today and, you know, these certain situations that, Oh my gosh, man! This has just been a very depressing day. I think Pilardi is one of the best kickers in the NFL. Being a, a former kicker, you know, I just think Pilardi's got a boot. He knows exactly what he's doing, and um, yeah, I, I pretty much scratched the team besides <laughs> McCaffrey and uh, barely, but yes, and Pilardi. Yeah. In all honesty, though, um, that was a joke. My man went deep but into the well. He's like, we're keeping our partner. Can't come back soon. <laughs> I get this season's probably yeah, over with, but I mean, we got to look at next season, and, and his shoulders got to be better, or else this this is just what a great call. Oh, it's going to get worse. Was a good call. Yep. What a great call, Cody. They all uh, I told you they love you. This hill is your hill. <laughs> this hill is my hill. It's, hill it's Hamburger Hill, y'all. Don't don't try to take it. Yeah, it's Hamburger Hill. Don't try to take it, man. You're gonna get slaughtered. Oh my God! the hill, baby. Fire Ron Rivera on the hill. I've been on the hill. I was the originator on top of this hill. I wanted Ron Rivera gone at the end of last season, but um, you, you yeah, built man. Hill. I have yeah, built he built land. that hill. I have built this. <laughs> he built an army to defend it. An yeah. army of people to defend it. No, uh, that's a sad thing when you when the when the takeaway from the call is scrap everybody but the punter and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, yeah, uh, start over. <laughs> and DJ, what's the DJ in there? Yeah, guys, and you know what? And don't forget, Luke Keekley is on our team, and that's how you feel. We all feel right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Next call. Panthers podcast. How y'all doing? Gee, beyond fucking up, pissed. <laughs> there is no way in hell we should have lost that damn fucking game, man. Fire bomb, Rivera. It's embarrassing to be a damn Panthers fan. It really is right now. It, it is. doesn't it is, make any man. fucking sense. How in the living hell are you on the one-yard line? How in the hell are you on the one-yard line, then you get backed you up like eight. three or four fucking yards, man? Why in the living hell when they made that first down, Kyle Island didn't go there and spike the damn ball? Why? To stop the damn clock. I don't understand, man. Why is Ron Rivera... You know what I'm saying? He, that dude fucking sucks when it comes to time management. He's fucking horrible, man. Then he fired his ass, Eric Washington. Then he fired every goddamn Bobby. This shit make no damn sense, man. I mean, DJ Moore, he played his damn heart out. You know what I'm saying? Man crush, DJ Moore, that's my man crush. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, I'm so damn pissed off right now, man. I'm telling you, man. That's my DJ. Panther fan, I, I would burn all my fucking jerseys right now. But I'm a rob for my damn Panthers, man. It doesn't matter, man. I'm a rob for my damn boys. We're five and seven. So basically, I think we're eliminated from the damn playoffs. I don't know if we are going to make it. I seriously doubt it, man. But 
We, I'm we're, telling you, man. Yeah. If I was separate, yeah. I would fire Ron Rivera <laughs> today. I would cuss his ass the fuck out, man. I'd be like, get the fuck <laughs> out of my damn stadium. <laughs> it's been fun. Get the hell out, man. All right. So, listening, always remember, y'all, keep pounding. Nick keep from pounding. New Jersey, right? No, Nick from Massachusetts. If you're if you're making the team, right? And Cody is the what? What were you, Cody? Were you the GM? GM, he's got to be. Yeah. Remember, and I didn't get a job. Give G, yeah. <laughs> give G the ownership job. That's what I say because my man. He said, David Tepper, you gotta cuss this motherfucker out <laughs> on your way out the door. Get the fuck out of my building, man. Oh, next call. Yo, Cat Call. This is Nova Black. Yeah, Again. Black. <laughs> I sat here and watched this damn game. We get down to the damn goal line. Why? Why do we not put Alex Armand in there and run some type of power? They looking for the finesse game. They looking for Christian McCaffrey. Play before last. McCaffrey open, man, again. The boy missing yeah. running the DJ, I understand, but you got to look the field, boy. Anyway, why the fuck they didn't put Armand down there, man? At the goal line, the Russell type of power, they doing the same fucking thing over and over and over and over again, man. Get no turn of old ass out of there, man. Yeah, can't learn what he can learn from him. Now get his ass up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Get one of them new young motherfucking offensive coordinators or, 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 or head coaches out of, out of college, man. They're playing that all that that new type of game with them with them new offensive weapons and stuff, man. Do something with Cam before we lose him. You heard me? Do something with Cam before we lose him. Yep. Man, this fucking loss was on Kyle yeah. Allen, the defense. Ron Rivera, the players, man, Ron done lost that locker room, man. Mm. Them boys ain't even playing out there like they're supposed to be playing. That's why they're like, it's just supposed to be a gimme because it's Washington or something. Like, Ron supposed to be telling them that shit. Anyway, man, I'm, 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 I'm tired of this shit, but <laughs> I'm sticking it out through the season. I'm a Panthers fan for life. No, it's a tough place. Tough place, Nova. With we're with you, brother. We're with you. It's a tough place to be right now as a Panther fan. And by the way, can I just say that even when Carolina recovered the onside kick, his team finally did a good thing to maybe try and come back and win this football game at the end. Ron Rivera's face looks like he just could not give less of a fuck, dude. I mean, whenever you look at Ron Rivera, there's no emotion from him. It, it, it looks like well, that's good, care. and sometimes that's but good. No, I used to not, be. It, it, it makes everyone. I cannot tell you how many fans I've heard say this, Tony. It makes everyone. I used to say the feel, same thing. Feel like he doesn't care. There's I used no to say the same thing. There's no embarrassment. There's no. There's no anger. Listen, but get it. You're a game manager, quarterback, or uh, uh, coach. But at the same time, it's like, man, no. you. You you're the the guy that's supposed to build your team up in moments when they're down, and it's like you're not calling the defensive plays. Or I don't ever see him holding a sheet like he's calling defensive plays. He's not calling the offensive plays. So yeah, what well that's a good question. How do you call? How many are there? Only like five defensive plays. But dude, that, seems uh, like it. What what is he even doing? Like for he doesn't season? have a sheet. And and Nova Black made the best point, man. And I was saying it today with my brother. We were watching at the end. 
dude, this team could not. They've tuned Ron Rivera out. No matter what he's saying to him at halftime or before the game or after the game or during the week, it doesn't matter, man. They have tuned him out. They are not playing for him. All right, so I used to say the same thing about Ron Rivera. This is back in 2012, 2014, and it was that he wasn't getting upset. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, or he wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. You wanted a guy that had some certain intensity to him. But then there's another side to that where Ron Rivera used to be. Used to be. Here's the key. I still believe everything changed when he made it to the Super Bowl. I think he changed as a coach. He used to be that like that steely resolve was was important. You know what I'm saying? Like where everybody else was shaken and shook. He was steady and and that kind of just stern the course unshakable but really right now he is i think moved to beaten you know what i'm saying is that i think that is i think this at the, at this point ron rivera how about this if you think that it would be good for cam newton to have a change of scenery right if you're that type of person where you think his career might flourish in a different place Maybe it's time for Ron to have a chain of scen- change of scenery and rethink some of his things because I think he's shook. I, I think he's beaten right now. That's what I see—a beaten man. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. He's gone from a coach that uh, that was out there to win the game and to do what I had to do to win, <clears throat> to now he is a coach that is doing everything he can not to lose. And I know it sounds like the same thing, but that is a huge difference in mindset. And yeah. he's doing everything he can to not lose right now. And when you're in that mindset in the NFL, it doesn't work, man. You're, you're going to lose every time because you're not playing to win. You're playing not to lose. That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, you know, Cody, I'm on your hill, man. I really am. Uh, you know, I, I tried to debate the other side of it. just to It have, might be good know, for everybody at this point. point. Yeah. You know, it might just yeah. be good for everybody at this point. Let Ron Rivera coach the Tennessee Titans. He'd make a great Titans coach. He'd make a great Jacksonville Jaguars coach. Or Dallas I'd, coach. I'd rather, wait, who's their coach? Vrabel? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Vrabel than Rivera. Well, you can't say that right now. Oh, I no. damn sure can. No, you can't. Vrabel yeah, hasn't had any well, success. They, 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 they no, they're they not. They got beat today. They're by. 7 and 5. They're, they're 7 and 5. Yeah, Did they get beat by Indianapolis today? They're alive They beat Indianapolis, yeah. They, they, beat they came back and won? They came back and won, yep. Oh, and they're yeah. still alive right now. And how Brian Tannehill is actually playing like a quarterback that's worth the damn. Is almost night and day different. How was Indy up 17 to nothing or whatever? Gosh, you asshole. How was Carolina up 14 nothing and we lost yeah, the game? Screw me in these pick the exact same thing, yeah. All right. I, just, I think we need to have a, a coach that is going to – respect cam newton's abilities right i don't think i don't think cam has ever been opened up to do what he needs to do to run this offense i think 2015 was the closest we've gotten to him running the offense and now that we have the possibility of getting another coach in here we need to find out what cam can do as a real general of the field because i think amen you know, I, I, just to be honest, right? You know, we see what they're doing to Kyle Allen. You're, you're holding back the range. You're making sure he can't do it. How often have we said in the hurry up, Cam Newton is amazing. 
But then, because hurry up, guess what? Cam's calling the plays. He's reading the defense. He's not listening to an offensive coordinator telling him how to play the game. You know, I'm I'm just saying personally, I think you need to get a coach who able to see that Cam Newton is able to do what a lot of elite quarterbacks can do, and that is read defenses, know what needs to be run, and make the decisions that are best for this football team. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, let's go with the next call. Yo, can't call. Oh, that's the same one. Here, next one. It's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go refill my beer while this guy disgraces everybody. Cover me. Why you do that? Yeah. Cover me. Like we stuck. I'm gonna tell you something. It's been it's been a lot of years. It's been it's been a long time since since I've said we stuck. And the last time I said we stuck was back in 2011, and we drafted Cam Newton with the first overall fucking pick. But we stuck. Damn. We just lost to a two and nine Washington Redskins team. Which is in the NFC at, at home too. Which means it's, they're the worst division in the NFL, and they're the worst team in that fucking division. And we just lost to the worst team in the NFL. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Pathetic. I'm embarrassed. I'm fucking embarrassed. It's so bad. My boss just texted me, laughed my fucking ass off. Your team sucks as bad, just as bad as mine does. Oh, you know who that's the worst. Is? The Cleveland fucking Browns. Oh, I'm done. We're gonna finish worse than them this year. I can't believe this. That's shit. horrible. I have like, I have nothing to say. Like it's almost laughable. Like, I almost want to laugh. I almost want to cry. Like this is pathetic. This is a fucking embarrassment. You know it's bad when you have fucking Marty Hurtney next to North Turner in the box while he's home play calls. Ron is gone, and Marty Hurtney is done. And that right there let me let me know that Marty Hurtney, as a GM for the Carolina Panthers, is done. North Turner is done. And Ron Rivera, they're all done. Him sitting next to North Turner while he's playing play, play calls, like, I've never seen that shit before. Man, I'm out. Yeah, lots of frustration. Um, I mean, listen, man, like, we're kind of at that point in the show where everything that, that, that can be said has been said and is now just being reiterated. We know what the problems are. We know that this... Um, you know, this defensive line and offensive line couldn't bust its way out of a brown paper bag, dude. We know that now. We know that Kyle Allen's not the answer. We know that we need a brand new head coach. Um, yeah, man, it's um, it's an embarrassing time to be a Panther fan. And like you said, Tony, you know, who would have thought that, you know, uh, last year that we would have two years like this back to back? And the it, collapse. It, That's the problem. It's the collapse. Yeah, we, it's, it's it like, used to be the opposite with Ron. Yeah, Ron used to yes. be a decent, decent I coach. Told you, I'm telling you, it's something changed after that Super Bowl. The way he started talking, all of this changed. But you're right, CK, is that Ron kept his job several years in the past by winning out and showing us he that these that he got these guys to double down, triple down. But right now, I mean, maybe he don't have the horses in the stable, but I think that's hard to say compared to some of our past rosters. But right now, it's a beaten team. I will say this. In all of my years of being a Panther fan, 
which I've, as I've said before, is as long as we've had Cam Newton, so nine now. Uh, there has never been a time where I just felt like, eh, who cares? Like I, I'm not like I didn't I didn't wake up today looking forward to uh, the excitement of the Panthers game. I just hoped that we didn't embarrass ourselves and, and like we did. That yeah, that's what we did, man. And someone even pointed it out on Twitter, and I noticed it too. We're not doing the Sunday giveaway no more, man. Where yeah. they give away a ball to a fan to a kid. We don't do that anymore, man. This is a lifeless, soulless football team right now. When did that it, change? It, it, it's like over the last two years, ever since Cam Newton started dealing with the shoulder doing, injury. They were doing it earlier this year. No, but I, his own Kool-Aid. but I feel like ever since last year, everything that we know and love about this franchise has just been slowly chipped away. I don't like those giveaways. I think they're all fraudulent and fake. I think the most honest oh, giveaway... Well, if your son got one, he might not think so, or someone else. No, I think... Actually, I, th- I think the most... So you're saying by the team, the team gave away a ball? When no, I'm saying whenever the ball. they score a touchdown, Camden oh. goes and finds a kid. Oh, gives, no. Gives well, that, I thought I was going to say that's the most honest giveaway I've heard. Oh, yeah. Like, Cam does that out of the good... But I don't think that they sp- they should do that without Cam either. If Kyle Allen walked up and tried to give a f- ball to a fan and like act like it was awesome, I'd be like, man, that's Cam Newton's thing. I thought you yeah, were saying you- the team had something that they stopped doing. <laughs> because I believe that team things, like, like when they get you to come out there and pound the drum, I think those are all fraudulent and fake. You know, they get that. They get their moment. They get to put you on the jumbotron. They get to do all of that, and they get to trumpet all of that. I yeah, don't think they really give a shit. That, I we thought Cam's mess was fucking super authentic and awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to go hand this motherfucker to someone wearing a Cam Newton jersey in the end zone. There ain't yeah, nothing more authentic it, than it that. It got to the point where everyone was, was, was doing it, man. There was a culture of trying to make a kid's day... Uh, when you when you score a touchdown, and we're not doing that no more. It's like all the fun has been sucked out of Carolina Panthers football. Dude, the Ravens are over there row. drinking beers with the fans, bro. The Ravens are the 2015 Panthers. Yes, 100%. Just turn the television to that. You know you were watching it. I know you guys were watching that 49ers Ravens the best game. defense in the NFL, and we didn't beat the best defense in they're, the NFL. They're a Super Bowl team. Sorry, Ravens are a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I love them. Without, without question. All right, next call. And they did it without an incredible Lamar Jackson. Hey, D3. Thank God for the fucking podcast. I'm, I'm sorry with the, the language. Thank you. I'm so fucking Thank upset with you, Ron Rivera. Fucking lack of creativity in the red zone, goddammit. <laughs> Defensive line, offensive line, we just... Where can I begin? It's so much. Blow it all up. Blow it all up. Start over. Keep Luke Keekly, slow it all up. I don't know what else to do, man. Just fire Ron. I don't know. I, I think we so need hard. help. I think you actually told us the answer. It's in the trenches. We People ain't men in the goddamn, trenches. I hate to say this, but every Dante Jackson. Fire these guys don't know how to tackle the safety like. I don't. I don't know what to do. Thank you. 
I just need to release my script. Thank you, man. That's what we're here yeah. for, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that call. What about Dante Jackson with that the pass interference call, the offensive pass interference call? That mug was on a tight end. Dude, I was wondering about that. <laughs> like he was covering like a six foot five dude, and this dude's like five four. Why did he have to pass interfere? I, it's almost like one of those things. He probably didn't think he was barely touching the guy. And he just oh, yeah. said, poor Dante sprawling. Dante not- then did like a seal slide. Did you see yeah. that? Where he was like. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about it like this. Like, so uh, Dante Jackson, what, 75 pounds? And so. You know, yeah. when you have like a, a 350 pound tight end just pushing you. Sorry, I know those are very exaggerated numbers, but but they you know, actually go exactly uh-huh. to where they were: 240 and 180. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, that, <laughs> and then the numbers actually add up. Nice. So, so I mean, it's it's it, yeah. I mean, I think he could have pushed them all, and if he had to put force behind it, I think Dante Jackson may be out for the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was. But is that a miss? Going back to Ron Rivera and talking about the defense and the coverages, where are we on to something here? Why does he does he not need? Is his play calling thing so small that he doesn't need a sheet? Is he trying to be like that? Have you ever been to a restaurant where it's yeah. not? as nice as they think it is and then the waitress tries to take your order without writing it down and you're like wait a second and then you're like wait a second i'd like no let's not do this we don't gotta do this you can just say extra pickles on my kid's shit over here no must like you can write it down i'm all right with you doing that that's how ron rivera is he's at a restaurant that is not as nice as he thinks it is and he needs a pad, but he's trying to take your order without it. Yeah, and over his head. Yep. All right, next call. You know, I'm usually a pretty level-headed guy. <laughs> but not today. Today is a different day. Fire everyone. I want Ron Rivera gone. I want North Turner gone. I want that clown Washington on. He's just there for show at this point. He doesn't even do anything. I mean, the Redskins are with the 30th ranked rush offense, rushing offense, and you give up over 250 yards to him? Adrian Peterson's a shell. He's a ghost. He's an old man. He isn't anything. What are you doing letting rush for over 80 yards on you? It's ridiculous. We're not big enough to run the 3 4. I'm, I feel like I'm losing my mind in here. Kyle Allen missed deep throws, missed throws all day long. The offensive line is a joke. You can't run up the middle, but yet every time they get into the red zone, the whole coaching staff become mentally challenged, and they just try to run it up the middle twice. <laughs> and that's the game. Every time. Every time. You would think the the coaches could find a way to make half-time adjustments. I don't think knows what a half-time adjustment is. No, he's never uh, been able to half-time adjust That's anything. all I have. I, I'm sure I have way more points. I'm so... I'm so angry right now. He must have a large prostate. And and that he's in the bathroom trying to get that pee out. He's trying. He's trying to get it. But he cannot make a halftime adjustment because he's in the bathroom. That's Ron Rivera. Next call. Let's go. Hey, yo. Fuck all the frustration. Fuck all the tears. Fuck all the anger. Let's. Celebrate Panthers! Rivera is gone. 
Like if this ah, nigga would do it, I like no his other style. Nigga would do it. Rivera is gone. Also, I want to take the time. This is Coltrane, by the way. I want to take the time out to say Cody was right the whole entire time. It <laughs> no. is coaching. It, it was, is coaching. Man. I gotta it give is him coaching. That. Yeah, it is coaching. This team does Cody, not prepare. Cody relishes in it. Look at his face. Look at his face. I know this roster is What a surprise. Perfect. Cody is a fan favorite. I know this roster doesn't <laughs> have full of pro bowlers and all pros, but damn it, we got some good players on this team that should be able to win fucking 10 games this year, 9 games this year, not lose to the... You know what it is. I'm not mad. Rivera's gone. Cody Sound mad. <laughs> Sound mad. Yeah, nah, nah you're right. You're and y'all yeah, right. I um, you know, I, I take no credit for being right because at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end though. of the day, it, it just makes me upset that I was right. That yeah. basically at the end of last year when I wanted Ron Rivera gone, I was right, and this ended up being um, a wasted year. So. I hate it, man, but shout out to Coltrane. Thank you for the call, man. Cody, you know what you got to do? You got to tell this joke. This old man told me this joke one time. He didn't tell it. Like, I just, it, it sunk in. He said, man, I was ro- I was wrong once. <laughs> once. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what? I was like, just once? I was like, well, I was hook, line, and sinker right then. He had me. <laughs> he said, yeah, for thinking I was wrong. <laughs> That's Cody. Uh, Next call. <laughs> yo, it's time for Ron and Ron and company to go. It, it's I'm done. I'm done watching this bullshit. Three winning seasons out of nine. Constant underperformance. Like, come on, come on. You, you, you're still gonna have the argument. Dude, and Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen is ass. Yo, Kyle Allen is ass. That's all he is. Trade him and whoever the fuck to some other fucking team. Trade them both to the XFL because that's where they bum asses belong. You take Kyle Allen, Ron Rivera, Daryl Williams, and, and Colin Jones, and you just trade them mugs out to the XFL and, I don't know, maybe get something out of it. Maybe a bag of Cheetos, maybe some chip dip, maybe some fun dip. I don't know. I don't know. I love how struggling Panther fans are. I really do. Ron ought to be fired after fucking today. That should be it. This should be like a press conference at 8 p.m. Is this Josh from Mass? It sounds like comes it. out and just lays it out on the line. Just boom. Let that big dig energy happen. All that all that billions <laughs> of dollars just freaking... Nope. Just ring thunder on Ron Rivera's pathetic fucking mediocre looking ass. <laughs> he said Bukaki on Rivera. You know, I was excited today. It was a Got my man cave in the basement all finished and had a whole bunch of friends over. We lose to the goddamn Redskins. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Skip, right. Skip. what the fuck this. is this? Can't be yeah. living this way. This is a goddamn embarrassment. This is the second two-win team we fucking lost to. Come on. Yep. Come on. Yep. Where's Tepper going to draw the fucking line? When's he going to just say enough's enough, time to rip the Band-Aid off? Why wasn't Will Greer out there? Yeah. Like, come on. Well, we're willing to tolerate mediocrity briefly to, to get the success. We ain't going to get the success off of this brand of mediocrity. There's one. There's a difference between a team that is totally capable and just underperforming and a team that's just performing to the most of their ability that they got, and the ability just ain't there. That's not this situation. 
this team has all the talent in the goddamn world. Well, that's and not we're just getting truth. embarrassed and that shit on a fucking national television. Truth. Excellent, excellent. We have excellent. marginal talent. Top score. You already know who the hell this is. I gotta stop here. I'm stopping here because I want to know this. Is don't do you guys think? And I'm gonna give it to Cody first. Yep. Don't you think it would be a travesty if we don't see Will Greer next see, next game? Not because of what Kyle Allen did, but don't you think we need to learn yeah. what Will Greer is? Or is it then do you just double waste everything if you don't? I think from a managerial perspective, you're doing a disservice to the entire team by not evaluating the talent that you have on the football field. There were people, there were decision makers in Carolina that said Will Greer was worthy of a third round pick. And I don't care what anybody says. I do not care what anybody says. They had the assumption that Will Greer was going to win the backup job. They didn't put pressure on him to win the starting job because it was Cam Newton's job. But they at least thought that he was going to beat out an undrafted rookie in Kyle Allen. Uh, an undrafted player in Kyle Allen. So, yeah, at this point, if you're not going to play Will Greer, it is a travesty because now we're going into next year thinking, okay, well, if we do say grab a two attack by Loa or whatever, then, you know, now it means that's another third round pick that was wasted, that we drafted a player that isn't ever going to see the football field. You and have to we're, play Will we're hitting a point, too. Where this isn't a Ron Rivera's decision anymore. Where this should be a yeah. Marty Herney decision and a David Tepper decision. Yep. While Absolutely. as in because well, and they've lost the they've lost the privilege to make decisions. So if wouldn't you, you say can, wouldn't can you say this out. wouldn't you say this is that if Marty Herney doesn't force Ron Rivera at this point to try Will Greer out, that that would be a, a stain on his resume. That's what I'm like. I feel like, yeah, like I think Herney right now could legitimately be competing to keep a job. Like he yeah. likely won't. He likely won't. Ron Rivera doesn't have a job. What I'm just saying is this: is that if Marty Herney just shrivels in a corner. And doesn't and doesn't fight with Ron over seeing what we get with real Gre- Will Greer. They've already called it quits. Hundred yeah. percent. They've already called it quits. This whole team. It feels like the whole team is kind of called it quits. You know, we tried to make a comeback at the end, but yeah, there's no fight in this team, man. We are the opposite of our motto: keep pounding. We're we've we've stopped pounding and we're ready to leave and go home. All right, next call. Hey guys, Kyle, VA again. Uh, I just wanted to call real quick. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Did I skip this? Hi guys, it's Tyler from Spruce Pond. Um, The Redskins game just ended. I don't even know the score. I left in the middle of the third quarter. Had some stuff to do, and it's just not worth my time anymore. Um, Because say we do win out, say we do make playoffs, which is. 100% 100% the best case scenario. Um, what are we going to do in the playoffs? I mean, really. Um, at this point, I would be happy to get a higher draft pick. A uh, couple things I think are going wrong is, number one, Ron Rivera. 
So, and I've not heard this name thrown around any, but um, Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for Baltimore. I say you try to get him in next year. Let him work with Cam, see what he can do. Um, completely revamp Carolina. Uh, clean house, get rid of Marty Herney. He should have never been rehired. Um, another third-round pick got cut last week. So, I mean, later round is when you're supposed to make your money as a GM. But I really yeah. like the Greg Roman idea, uh, getting him in there with Cam. And yeah. uh, you can have an offense that's just absolutely unreal with McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Daniel, if he'll stop body catching and everything. Um, if Ian Thomas could get any playing time, I think he could be pretty good. Um, he should get it now. I just think it's an absolute travesty that Ron Rivera won't play uh, Brian Burns any more than what he has. I don't know the snap count for the Redskins game, but it's probably not going to be anywhere near where it should be for Brian Burns. It's just absolutely ridiculous, and I'm frustrated, tired of watching it. Um, but hopefully better things are in our future. Let's hope that Tepper, or Tepper does the right thing and sends Rivera on his way because it's time. All right, thanks, guys. Keep pounding. Appreciate it, man. Hey, I've been bringing up Greg Roman for weeks now. Yeah. Saying. Dude, you're way ahead of the curve on that. I agree with him, yeah. I agree with him. Greg Roman is a great pickup. He's going to be head coach next year. Like, There's yes. no doubt about that. So we might as well make him our head coach. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. And by the way, I would. I want to preface it with this. I, I'm not mad at Greg Roman at all. I would. I would uh, welcome uh, Greg Roman as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. With that said, it's not really hard to implement some of the same concepts. That's why I've been so frustrated for a long time. Like they're doing a lot of things. Like I mentioned earlier, don't we don't have the up. personnel to do what they're doing. We, we had it in 2015. Yes, we did. We used to have it. Doesn't play the fucking guys to do it. Lies, no lies, lies. We don't it's got Cam. They have <laughs> Lamar Jackson, no, okay, which is baby Cam. They have but baby Cam. Point, You're making my point is that you have that what Greg Roman is doing right now. It's not earth breaking, ground shattering new shit they're just letting LeBron right Jackson, that's true that's yeah, true they're, they're letting him decide if he wants to run or pass because he can do both and they're a run first offense but they're, they're, they're a run run, run. That new, yes that is new it's not new Lamar that's did. what we used to do that's what no, we used we, to do no we did that one year and if you look at our rushing offense that year our rushing offense wasn't that great you know we had like 1500 yards between the running back and two running backs and a quarterback it wasn't great but the, what they're doing in, in Baltimore is totally different than anything you've ever seen. No. Oh, yes, it is. Listen, it's anything successful. you've ever seen. So, yeah. listen, it, it, it's successful, but it's not different. They're running the read option, and they're running the football. And That's what we did in 2015. It's what we did in 2015. When you see a team run three tight end sets. It's what we The Patriots do it a lot. No, I wouldn't say a lot. Well, I who mean, are the three, who are the three tight ends? The Patriots. Well, when you okay, but that's the point, though. <laughs> yeah. Gronk was the main threat, but you're only using like you're giving the quarterback the option of deciding what he wants to do based on yes. the coverage 
that he sees yeah. on the field. And by the way, that's what they're doing with Lamar Jackson, too. If Lamar Jackson, I mean, they're running a lot of read options. Uh, they're, they're killing the RPOs. Uh, but they're, they're making the offense easy for their quarterback. And mm-hmm. Greg Roman has gone on record as saying as much. They're making things very simple for Lamar. Uh, simple stupid, I believe, is how people yeah. would, would, would normally say it. But I would love Greg Roman, but I, I, I do think there are other coaches that could implement similar things. But well, I will point good. out this, is that they are rushing the ball even more than we did. Oh yeah. They have they have we, we, twenty we they have, yeah. have twenty three hundred yards in rushing rushing yards right now on four hundred and seven attempts. In twenty fifteen we had twenty two hundred yards on right. five hundred attempts. That's what I'm saying. They're, Let they're that settle in. Good. They got more rushing yards on less attempts. And the I season ain't over. I can say though that Mark that Mark Ingram is a better running back than D'Angelo and Jonathan Stewart were the year we had. Yes, he and, was, and and, and Cam and, and and Jackson is a better rusher than Cam Newton was. Is well, hold up, different kinds of rushers, different kind, mm-hmm. but 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 more effective as far as yards go. Well, but okay, well, and and the ability to make people miss, but. When you're trying to tackle Cam Newton, you're having to make a business decision. Agreed. Because Lamar is going around you, but Cam's going through you. Right. I want to. All right. Next call. I'm going to pull up Cam and Lamar's stats and let's compare them. Next call. Hey, guys. Kyle. VA again. Uh, I just wanted to call real quick and touch on Curtis Samuel. Um, and I don't think he's a bad player just because of this, but I've been defending him all season. And I will still continue to defend him on the fact that if Cam Newton was going in the ball, he would be balling out. He's not. I'm on your hill, buddy. Yeah, I think so, that too. Said, what Tony was saying, playing scared. I think there might be a little bit of truth to that after seeing the drop ball. Thank you. Somebody I, likes me. It was inexcusable, but I mean, it just dropped it, and we needed that play. Uh, the one deep pass that I don't know who you put that on—is it on Kyle Allen for overthrowing, or is it on Curtis for not making the catch? Eh, toss it up, put it on whoever you want to put it on. But I'm still not on the train that Curtis Samuel overrated. I don't think that's at all. Uh, if like we have a quarterback that can consistently hit him on these deep routes and get his confidence up. And Curtis Sanders is going to be dangerous, man. Like, I'm right there with you, buddy. There, he, he put a cornerback on their ass running a route. Like, usually you do that when you're running with the ball and you hit a juke move on a guy that, whose momentum is carrying him the other way. He's a little step back juke. But he put the cornerback on his ass just running his route. Curtis Samuel is fast, and and once yes. we can get a quarterback that can hit the deep ball consistently, oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to watch him and DJ. DJ's damn, DJ's a dog, and I don't care what anyone says. DJ is our number one. That oh, boy proves that that he's a damn good football player. He plays with heart. He plays with toughness. Uh, I mean, it's the closest thing we've had 
choose decentness since decentness. But anyway, I just want to touch on that real quick and uh, keep pounding. How many? Uh, great call. I'm a, uh, thank you for one person being a supporter of Tony in this podcast. How many uh, passing touchdowns has Lamar had this season? Uh, right now, so he had one passing today. I believe uh, he's at 25 or 26? 25. Okay. okay, he's at 25. Here are the stats, which why the, that's so strange they don't have them good here. So I'm now I'm worried about comparing them. Hold on, I got the Cam Newton versus Lamar Jackson. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be disappointed, man. I love Cam, but you're gonna be disappointed. Uh, Cam right now has a slightly higher. He had a 59.8 percent completion rate versus Lamar Jackson's 58.2. And it push. Yeah, I mean it's the same exactly. <laughs> and let me see. Well, but again, also better offensive weapons. Sure. Well, who, maybe. Who, who Cam or, or or? I don't know why they only say here. Lamar. Uh, well, Lamar, Lamar doesn't have better offensive weapons. He just has a better running back than we had the better collective running backs. He, he has better. He has no receivers. Who's his receivers? Is a, they just drafted him in the first round. Uh, Hollywood Brown. He's, right, exactly. He's a burner. He's, he's, he's good. And, and and we had Devin Funches that we got in the first round that year. Oh, and we also no, had, he, we uh, got him in the second. We got him in the second and was trash. But uh, Greg Olson, though, for, for for Andrews, who was coming off that year, had 3,000 yard uh, years yeah, after that. I don't think that, that so, Lamar I mean, has ex- exceptional weapons. I don't think no. that. But he, think has, he has. He has, he has yeah. a great offensive line. That offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. I'm I'll telling you, if you watch that game, only five rushing touchdowns, though, right? My point being is that it's not like Lamar Jackson. Cam had ten rushing touchdowns in 2015. But it's what I've been saying about the the Panthers' offense for years is that it's been predicated on throwing the ball downfield, whereas there are more than one option for Lamar Jackson. I mean, he has Mark Andrews, he has Ingram, he has uh, Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, I believe his name is. I mean, there are options for him. I'm not saying that there weren't options for Cam, but I would text Lamar every day, every day of the week, man. Yeah, he's been good. I love Cam. Um, I don't think Cam's ever played on a team as good as the Ravens, though. No, close, uh, close, not but good, not the not same. Defense, not not nearly as good as defense. He's never. Had I don't know. Defense. Our 2015 defense was straight, dude. Yeah, right. but it wasn't it wasn't compared to what the the Ravens are right now. You know? I don't know if that is all on them either. Their offense chews clock up more than anybody. Because right. they run the football. Oh, it's amazing. The, the Ravens are so this is another thing. I love the Ravens. Ravens. I think they're playoff I think they're Super Bowl favorites. I agree. I, I think that I they, the the Super Bowl teams play today. I think the 49ers yes. and the Ravens are probably going so to too. play again. And it was a and, damn good game. And it, yeah. yeah, that yeah. I mean, listen, honestly, that 49ers defense, they held Lamar Jackson uh, in check. Most they did? Yeah. He had some big plays, but at the same time, the, the 49ers were able to stop the run, and it was 17-17 to the very end. So that, that game could go either way. I still like both of those football teams. I think uh, – 
Yeah, that's going to be a, a repeat of the 2012 Super Bowl. All right, we're two hours into the show. The number's 252-228-5098. And you jokers better smash the likes but the thumbs up button we have 85 viewers and we have 66 likes we're close to eclipsing that's what we want to do we want to have more likes than viewers concurrently you guys are the best thank you for your calls thank you for your input in the chat room let's see what else you guys got to say can you have more likes hey guys Kyle VA again oh, uh, the same one next one what's going on with D3 is Darius from Raleigh I had called in a few weeks ago. Great caller, by the way, Darius. I believe the only reason we got to the Super Bowl in 2015 was because of Sean McDermott. And I think every week, like what I said, is becoming more true. We got to talk about this, it's, I think. It's almost as if the players have given up on Ron. I, I, I feel like they're rebelling against him. They see a lot of the things that we see. You know, they're on social media just as much as we are. They just don't want to go out and be public about it. They don't want their reputation to be tarnished. I feel like this team has just given up on him, especially considering they knew Cam was hurt and they still sent him back out there. And it's like, if you don't care about QB1, do you care about me? And I guarantee you a lot of those players thought about that. They don't want to play for that man anymore. It almost looks like no one is even trying. What are you doing, Greg? Everyone is just looking to go home, <laughs> lay back, chill. They're just showing up for a No, day. your audio is. And I forget who oh, said no. it on first things first, but <laughs> they were like, a, co- a coach's message just, it, it's like it just gets old after a while. And Ron's message has gotten old. He's been saying the same thing day in and day out. He's going to get up there on the at the press conference and say the same thing we've been hearing for nine seasons. It's time to just get someone new up in there. Like, we need innovation. All the teams that are having success right now are innovating. Look at what Sean McDermott is doing in Buffalo. He turned Buffalo around. Buffalo was a laughing stock for years, and they're about to go into the playoffs. That's all I got to say. Keep down. All right, I'll open that question, that call up to you, uh, CK. You start. Sean McDermott, form- formerly with the Carolina Panthers, and the caller wants to change. I agree. I mean, I, I said it, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago as well when, you know, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and things, you know, you see what they, he's done with that organization. He's, he's going to make, they're going to be uh, playoff contenders uh, for two out of the three years that he's been there. That is, you know, they haven't been to this, the playoffs since 1990s before he got there. So I think there is a big portion of this where, you know, since he left our defense, the year that he left, we, we had Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes relied so heavily on the blitz to be able to get uh, you know any pressure on the quarterback. That's the only reason he got hired as a head coach for Arizona. Um, it looked like he was a better coach, defensive coordinator than he was. And then Steve Wilkes goes, and then Eric Washington loses his job midseason, not technically, but you know reality speaking. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously this year we have Ron taking over, and Ron can't even get our defense right with all the weapons that we have on our defense. You know, when you look on paper, our defense should have been top of the line almost every aspect. A lot of people would question between Bradbury and, and maybe Trey Boston and, and, and Dante Jackson. But I think even with those guys, you, you would have expected some a lot better output than what we've got uh, this year. And, and it's just not happening. And that falls down to one person, the person who's the head coach 
and the defensive coordinator of our team, and that is simply Ron Rivera. Bottom line, we need a change. All well, right, I'm, that, I agree. That, that, real, real quick, that, that brings me to the point that I wanted to talk about earlier. Do you think we made a mistake in keeping KK and getting rid of uh, Star? No. Star? Because, well, no. I, I, all I'm saying is Star is, is really doing well in Buffalo. Star is KK, doing his KK job. KK has not done great this year. So, I mean, I, this year. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Well, and there's different. Has, I, I would say there's different. You saw that interception, didn't you? That's the thing. Is Greg saw that interception? That was the same thing. I looked at Star, and I saw him make that interception. He's so big and giant, and I was like, "Oh, we need that right now, Star, so bad." Star has mostly been a disappointment in Buffalo. If you ask Buffalo fans, yes, this is the this is the first year that you will see anybody give him any compliments. Um, you know, while being up there. I think he and I, I think Star and KK were a great team because KK was a great pass rusher. Star was a great run stopper. And so when you can mix those two and have those in a 4-3 type defense, you have this situation where now you don't you have the best of both worlds up front. You know, uh, I, I don't know. Just call me crazy, but I, I Star Latule wasn't the better of the two. I think that we lost something when we lost him, but he wasn't he's not the answer to why we're here. Right, 100%. Uh, Would you guys, I want you guys to think about this, maybe for Tuesday, because we've been going for so long now, but if Philly, since they lost Doug Peterson, since they lost today to the Dolphins, would you rather have Doug Peterson as a head coach? I like him. Next call. Rather than than Hey, guys, did any of you go to the game today? There's one you could see it more if you had the game. But I look at the body language of the offensive line and the defensive line, and the Redskins, they seem to have more, like, energy to them, that they were more eager to get on the field. The Panthers were just moping around, dragging their feet, hands flopping around their hips. Just the level of effort. And tell me, guys, which was worse today, the defensive line or the offensive line? And by the way, and thank you That's for tough. you guys, for anyone who goes to the game and spends four hours watching this quality of product. God bless you. I know. We almost, man, we couldn't drive. We couldn't, I could not do 14 days in the car. I gave the tickets away. Next call. I think that was the message. Hey, it's Joe Pimento from Sacramento. I want to tell you, you got to fire that coach. He is trash. <laughs> Fucking I like trash. Wrong there. He ain't done nothing for that kid. He's nothing else. I want you to see for years. He ain't done nothing. Terrible. Fire that. Bye. Bye. All right. Last. Let me see. I hope this is the last call. I hope it is. Yes. Last call tonight. Hey, guys. Representing New York over here uh, for the Panthers. Uh, obviously upset about the game. Um, but I'm not too upset seeing how last last week was pretty much the lost hope of the season. Uh, we all know Ron's got to go. I've <clears throat> been watching you guys for a few years, but uh, never attempted to call before. <clears throat> Thanks for the input, bro. Um, as far as the uh, defense goes, this 4-3 system that well, we moved to the 3-4, uh, it's got to go back to how it was. I don't know why we 
change something that didn't. Oh, I want to talk on this. Our defense has been pretty good for the past couple of years. Uh, and as far as why Washington is still even on or part of our team is beyond me. Um, I'm not too keen on Norv either, but uh, I, I don't mind him so well as to the full game, but I don't like Norv in the red zone calling plays. I do agree with you that Cam does need uh, to be able to, to, to call those plays himself, so we do need a coach that's going to allow Cam to be Cam. Um, another thing I wanted to point out was <clears throat> our receiving core, DJ's been doing great. Curtis has been dropping balls uh, on and off throughout uh, the games this year. Um, I do think we need one more player wide yep. receiver uh, to really make this offense be more than what it is. Obviously, we have McCaffrey. We need a QB. Kyle Allen is not the answer. So hopefully Cam can come back. He is healthy. That's the route I would go. Uh, if not, then maybe we will go with someone else. But Kyle Allen's not the answer, and I don't think Will Greer is the answer either. But we should be playing him uh, in these last couple of games to just at least see how he's going to be in a season game uh, compared to preseason. Uh, anyways, that's uh, just my thought. Uh, keep watching you guys and keep on. Keep pounding. So I, I kind of wanted to jump in on this first, and, and I'll I'll reiterate this. I've said this before, man. Um, you know, listen, our, our defense is putrid right now. There is absolutely no advantage about that. It's it's, te- it's terrible. But it's such a scapegoat to me to say that it's because of the 3-4. I don't think that the 3-4 is necessarily the source of our problems. Maybe there's some truth to the fact that our roster still isn't quite necessarily built to run the 3-4 effectively. But the 3-4 is not the problem. It's just bad coaching, bad gap awareness, uh, bad diligence when it comes to tackling, players not knowing their assignments. There are teams that run a 3-4 that can stop the run. So that's right, not right. an excuse. Well that done. Is not, yes, that is not an excuse for why this football team is so bad. We can draft for whatever kind of front that we want to, but us not being able to run the ball, it, it's not a 3-4 nope. issue. It's a, it's, nobody, a, it's a coaching issue. Nobody said last year when we were thinking about switching over or when we switched over that we were going to give up necessarily 200 yards rushing. No. Every, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were no, running the football down our throat last year as a 4-3. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. You're right. It's, it is... Like, hey, the scheme is different, but the problems are still the same. Right. Well, you know what's crazy is we went like two years without allowing a 100-yard rushing team. And then one game we allowed, I think it was a, not not last year, but the year before that. And now we, were, now we, we allowed, allowed 200 yeah, yards. Exactly. We allowed one team to get 100 yards on us. And ever since then, we have allowed over 100 yards every game almost since then. And before that, we went two years without allowing a 100-yard rusher. We were the best best run defenses in the league. I don't know what happened. Like, somebody flipped the switch, and we just changed things up. I have no idea what happened. All right, we're at the end of the show. All the calls have been gone through. We have yelled and screamed for Ron Rivera's head. 
We usually do a dab on them player of the week, but I don't even think uh, I don't even think anybody gets it. Even Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, he had a rough game. He, he had yards. All right, so let's get the hell out of here. Cody, how can they follow you until Tuesday night? You know, guys, we do. First of all, have you? Did you see the numbers for today? We pulled Great. nearly a hundred live viewers the entire Great. time. We had one hundred eighteen at, at one point, and right now, Thank almost you. at the end of the show, we still have eighty-six people watching. Nice. Thank you. Thank That's you, Panther, Panther Nation. This is your True therapy. It's it's free. This is free therapy. All you got to do, actually, there is one cause. Smash the thumbs up button, subscribe to the show, and tell one damn friend about it. We're here on Tuesday nights, live, 9 p.m., seven seasons straight. Not a single week missed. If anything, we've had to move it to a Wednesday a couple of times in those seven years. Cody, how can they get after you until Tuesday? At Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C on Twitter. You can hit me up. Uh, we are doing bi-weekly mock drafts at drafttech.com. I have a brand new written column uh, that went up last week for the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans, whom I also write for. Uh, yeah, draft season is kicking up. So uh, as the Panthers season winds down, I'm looking at players, studying film, already looking on to next year. And, um, uh, and my final thing... And I've been saying this, and I am dead and determined to get more people to watch The Watchmen on HBO. Yes. I don't, I don't care yes. how you watch it. I'm I don't with you care on that. if you need to pirate yeah. it. Dude, I don't care. This is some of the best television that I've seen in a very long time. I don't want to watch it if watch I do. Can I watch it without what, reading the comics? You can. You can. Yeah, you can. It does make it's, it easier, but it's still just as fun and exciting. Right. All right. All right, right. then I'm going to do it. Because the show yes. doesn't care what you do or don't know. So. It is By a the direct w- adaptation from the from the movie from the book, but it is a continuation. So you can start yes. from right there and still love it. Yeah. All right. So, well, I've been watching the Star Wars going back. Yeah. And I got problems man. with the editing. All oh, right. Look, no. look. Bring me. Yeah, their vocals are so low. Greg, tell them how they can get after <laughs> you before Tuesday. You can find me at the Bad Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter, and uh, I also run another show. It's the Super Civil Servants Podcast, where we're talking about the Watchmen, the Mandalorian, Titans, Star Wars, all that good you stuff. Get we're me on the show, man. We we're gonna get you on the this. show, definitely. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna get you on the show. I have all the C three family on there. But uh, if you like movies, you like TV shows, stuff like that, hit me up. Check out our show. We are live every Friday at nine PM Eastern Standard Time. At, not live, but excuse me. We, we record every Friday at 9 uh, Eastern Standard Time, and then we drop on Mondays. So check us out. Super Simple Sermons Podcast or the Bat Daddy 52. Hit me up. CK with his 110 followers. How can they find you? <laughs> uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Code Dizzle Allen. Um, and, uh, you know, just. Uh, Hit me up with the follow, man. Get me some uh, some more people. That, Guys, uh, let them know that you listen, folks. Yeah, yeah. Follow absolutely. this man. <laughs> follow this man. He's been yeah, taking man. you to the promised land. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me at cat underscore chronicles. That's at cat, C-A-T underscore chronicles. I know that's complicated for people with your spelling desires this year. 
Look, just like football is complicated for the Carolina Panthers, but it don't matter because we're going to be here on Tuesday night. We're going to be icing up mugs. We're going to be coming after him. We're going to be finding Ron Rivera's replacement. We're going to be asking, as ZK said, can we try to get Graham Gano on the show? I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, if you can get Graham Gano on the show, yes. I hate you, Graham. Let's do it. All right. That's the show. That's the show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.